one of the all-time favorite shows. Welcome to episode 70 of Because You're Home podcast. Today we are joined with Jax from Here for the Booze, which I think is just a brilliant title for a podcast name because we like horror and we like drink. So yes. it's today, just, instead of wearing a horror shirt, I'm wearing my Guinness jumper just for you, Jax. <laughs> nice. <Woo-hoo! laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really oh, we were thrilled it. to have you on like that. It was uh, myself and Grace. We were saying to Jax that uh, earlier on, um, we're using February and Women in Horror Month as a chance to get all the female podcasters we've been like meaning to speak to. And um, so yeah, I'm absolutely delighted. This is just a great way. It's killing all yes. the birds. Um, so uh, Jax, tell us a little bit about your podcast and kind of what prompted you to want to get started into doing this and kind of like when you fell in love with horror for this like why you picked horror to be your podcast topic so I feel like my love of film just kind of started when I was younger because my parents always watched like quality movies as (laughs) I like to call it so a lot of like Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, Spencer Tracy um you know I watched To Kill a Mockingbird very young like I feel like I was exposed to you know, a lot of Hitchcock when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So because there was no sex or lots of violence. So my parents felt, you know, that those were films I could watch. And then, you know, I just always liked, you know, a mystery. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how it had started was really good mysteries or thrillers. Uh, Cause my parents didn't really like violence. So that was kind of like, not really in my house as far as like movies. we got. Um, But then as I got older in high school, I I worked at a video rental place in the US and I really got to have some really great conversations with people because I was always closing. So, you know, the weirdos come in closer (laughs) to midnight, you know, I'm just kidding. No, but you know, some, but sometimes it wasn't late at night, you know, sometimes it was during rush and they would ask me my opinion of things. And I was like, I don't know too much, but then they would tell me about Mm -hmm. things and then I'd watch it and then I'd watch other things. And, you know, so it just kind of turned into this you know, and because I was older and I could watch stuff without my parents. So I did start to watch, you know, things that, you know, my parents didn't really watch like a nightmare on Elm Street or anything like that. So I was able to watch that. And I was able to watch, you know, um, scream when I was older, because I was exposed to it really young. And it kind of traumatized me because I didn't know we were watching it. Yeah. It it can kind of suck you in as well. Well, I was very, I mean, obviously the opening part. Yeah. Yeah. And when I was, when I was younger, like I, I also watched a lot of, um, uh, are you afraid of the dark, mm-hmm. which yeah. is that Nickelodeon, you know, kind of spooky story show, but you know, sometimes, you know, I got a little scared. Mm-hmm. I was you definitely a sensitive kid. Me scared. Yeah. Yeah they, yeah. they, they were scary. I mean, they definitely had a very good vibe and, and flow to the story, you know? So I, and they were, were they half hour? Yeah. They weren't very mm-hmm. long. So, yeah. you know, for, a ADD kind of child like myself I could you know focus but and then you know once I started to watch more real horror movies with violence and when the Saw movies came out and things like that I just really latched Mm -hmm. on you know what I mean I really liked I really hated the unrealistic uh tone of romantic comedies don't get me wrong there's a couple I love you know what I mean that will always be you know great the classics, but, so, yeah or something that's yeah. to you yeah 
you know, like forget Paris. I love 51st dates. I love the wedding mm-hmm. singer. You know, I, you know, if you've never seen forget Paris, it's great. It's Billy Crystal and Deborah Winger. Yeah. It's really funny. It's a really great story. And that's why yeah. like, I, I feel like I, and it's a little more of a realistic. You need more kind of a story, story than those meat cutes, you know, where you're like, oh, we just met in the grocery store. <laughs> I know. And we're falling in love and now we're married and everything's perfect. Like that's not yeah. how it happens. Like, and yeah. even when they try to beef up stories, you're just kind of like, you know, what's going to happen. So it's yeah. just, you know, so I just, yeah, like I always just kind of clung on to, you know, the things that my girlfriends really weren't watching, you know, so it was kind of freeing for me to be like yeah I watch those mm-hmm. and then my friends be like and then guys be like oh so it was also kind of like a, a that set me apart from girls yeah. um because yeah. I wasn't like uh really attractive in high school or anything so like it was kind of hard and I had a very strong personality so it was definitely hard <laughs> but I think I learned you know also with my interests that it's okay to like things that other people don't that you're friends with that's okay it's okay that you're different yeah. you know what i mean yeah. you're not friends with people because you're the same you yeah. know yeah um, even with yeah. that group you're going to have things that are going to separate you apart you can't just be clones no, of each that's other that's not how friendships work you know yeah. what i mean it's okay to have very similar things about you you know what i mean of course but yeah that's definitely not you know but yeah once i went to college i took a um honors film oh, class because I didn't yeah. want to take uh I didn't want to take a uh art class mm-hmm. that was like my art fulfillment so I was like <laughs> so like every Monday we got to uh at like seven o'clock which was kind of hard at night yeah. but we would watch a movie we watched you know Nosferatu Chinatown I watched um uh, what's that Citizen Kane mm-hmm. we, you know we watched the classics and after watching Nosferatu I was like whoa because I had never watched that version you know what mm-hmm. I mean um that was like changing yeah. for me that's yeah. when I realized like there was something about the way it was done before that we're making up now with blood and guts you know yes. what I'm saying there was yeah, a real like, dark gothic setting to it at the time right like look at the blob with Steve McQueen from the 50s like I grew up watching that I mean I love Steve McQueen but mm-hmm. you know I was definitely scared of that movie and there's absolutely no blood you no. don't see anything and it's perfect yeah oh yeah you know and like with I the believe- the haze code I think like blood couldn't really show up at all until possibly the 70s late 60s or 70s like it would be very small amounts of blood or you yeah. could get away with that in a sci-fi film if your blood was a different color yeah yep I mean even with certain movies nowadays like there's a reason why in Kill Bill that that scene when she's fighting the crazy yeah. 88s that that's in black and white. Oh yeah, yeah. That's because he would have never gotten an R rating if he kept that with blood. Yeah, it's but it, that see to me, I, I don't. I feel like that's kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I, she. It's not like there was like guts coming out and like. Yeah. But I guess I. But there's another movie where they had to. Oh, Fight Club. They had to make the blood black and fight club or turn the tone of it so that they could not have to edit out like a lot of the fight scenes yeah i think there's movies where they yeah oh no i was gonna say the grindhouse film the robert rodriguez um planet terror they made it all green so that they could have as much blood as they want to buzz again it's like tarantino again who's just thinking outside of the box but yeah it is funny that 
you can have so much, but then if you have blood, you're like, no. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, when Psycho came out, that was, that was a, like, people were like, what? We don't see that. Like, granted, you didn't even see her stabbed body, but yeah. the blood spinning around the drain was life-changing. I mean, the t- seeing a toilet flush was life-changing. The for opening people scene on where she's having an affair yeah. and she's in bed with him and they're not married. I yeah. know that was, I remember film. my mom telling me the significance of that. Cause I didn't, you know, as a kid watching it, I didn't understand no, no. Yeah. why that was like, not that I was like, Oh, all in a day, a girl and a guy in a bed. I didn't understand that. Like they had sex and they weren't married and that wasn't really cool. You know yeah. what I mean? I just mm-hmm. was like, they're hanging out. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Kevin Barney, chilling like, and chatting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, so that I feel like, you know, movies like that, just made me appreciate, you know, because romantic comedies aren't filmed like horror are. They're not filmed artistically. They're not filmed, you know what I'm saying? So oh, I yeah. feel like that's also, you know, taking that film appreciation class and then talking about it and having to write papers. I just really was like, and I went to a school where um, my, my first year I was a little lost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I definitely mm-hmm. like, kind of sought comfort by myself a little, you know, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was definitely like going out and stuff, but there were times where I was like, oof, I just really miss home, even though I was like an hour from home. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, you know, I was kind of a homebody growing up and, you know, I get that. So I, yeah, I definitely like, you know, Amazon was kind of starting when I was in college. Mm-hmm. This is like aging me really bad, but <laughs> so the early two thousands when I was in college, um, I would get my books off of Amazon used because everybody, you know, you needed to do oh, that or else yeah. they were so expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started to realize like, oh, they sell like used DVDs. This is amazing. Because I don't really yeah. mind buying used DVDs. You know, I don't mind no, buying consignment, yeah. anything, oh, yeah. as long as it's quality. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like broken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I started to like order some DVDs off of there and I started to order movies that like you couldn't rent because that was another thing was like, I didn't really go to Blockbuster, um, just not because it was Blockbuster. I just, just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I just went to my local one. You know, I went to oh, the, yeah. the chain that was in my town, uh, but they had other chains around that sometimes had movies that they didn't. So that was also kind of thrilling being like, oh, I'm finally going to get to watch this movie that I've been trying to get or yeah. buy for years. And I, you know, so that just kind of like added to it also. Cause like I said, it's not like romantic comedies are like that. So it was, you know, it just turned into this like part of me Mm -hmm. that I never really had um, to be able to share with too many people. You know, I just discussed in my Saw series that I had a sorority sister from college that did actually like to watch the movies with me. So, you know, we would do that and we'd watch other horror movies. So that was great. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, as you get older and you just get out of touch with people and whatnot and, you know, life. Um, I just, you know, I don't have too many people, you know, my good friend Amber will watch, you know, she's definitely down to Mm -hmm. watch stuff. I don't know if I can get her to watch Terrifier, but I I love that. I I was just listening to your episode on it and because I hadn't seen it. And like, I think I saw it earlier last year. And then I was just remembering, oh, yeah. And, you know, that scene where she's being cut in half didn't bother me too much. I'm not a psycho. I have a reason. Um, I watched Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell. And after seeing that scene of your man getting cut apart and then cut down, I'm like, nothing can touch me now. I have yeah. been. I know. There My are eyes have seen too much. Yeah. No, seriously. There are certain movies that 
you know, I wanted to do because like I own Human Centipede, but I tell people because like I watched it like I try to watch it like once a year. I don't watch it like a lot, yeah, but I just yeah. watched the first one, just the first. I've one. only seen the first one myself as well. Okay. I actually don't watch. Don't watch the other. Grace, ones. you're okay. It. <laughs> It'll ruin it because they're so misogynistic and so not like the first one. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. It's just oh, okay. it ruins it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but I was watching it and you know it was the scene when the girls get lost in the woods and then they go to his house Mm. and that's when my husband had kind of like come in um from the garage from his project and was like what is this i was like this is human centipede and he was like and i was like just just hang out just you know you're fine nothing's gonna happen and it's when the german guy was like real hypno and he's you know explaining that he's literally drugged them you know what i mean um and then like the one of the one of the friends like really passes out and and then it's the scene when they're chained up to the beds and the other guy's blood didn't match theirs and my husband was like this is scary and i was like i told you i'm like that you don't see him cut them open you watch him explain it to Mm -hmm. them on like a projector uh transparency yeah. like in like you're in elementary school because you know he I mean? has they can't go anywhere so he has like the freedom to just in his way calmly discuss the medical procedure he's going to put them through for his grand design i know because it's like kind of all in a day for him <laughs> yeah. you know this is just i just this is what i do because you know he used to separate twins and that's why he was a renowned surgeon but i, I mean where well, the turn it's so cliche, like German. Is he like meant to be the next Mengele or that kind of thing? And you're like, sure, why the fuck not? It's hard. We can do whatever we want to do. Well, I think the isn't Tom Six. Isn't he German or is he Polish? I'm just gonna say he's you know, Eastern European, and I and I, I'm just you know going. That you're way. like we're not claiming him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's a fantastic not. actor. Yeah, he he, he might be Swedish. That. I He's definitely not American because he has a thick accent. I'm just oh, terrible. Yeah, I'm yeah. just terrible with. But like, I just can't remember, and it doesn't matter because he's crazy oh. anyway. How did your um, husband fare right through the film? Did he stay for the rest of it? I mean, I feel like he wanted to keep kind of going with them. I don't know. He's just. I mean, him and Lars von Trier. I'm just kind of like. I don't know if I can really. Like I watched. I've watched almost all of Lars von Trier's movies. I haven't watched Melancholy yet, but I watched all the brutal ones, like the houses that are the house that Jack built. That was just. I've been meaning to watch that, but it's uh, come taking it's, a while. I, I've, it, I know enough about it. Like, no, I feel like honestly, I feel like Antichrist fucked me up more ooh, than that the house film. that. And again, I'll never recover from that. I think movie. I only got the never. first half hour through, and I'm like, I am done. The opening credits i'm like am i really seeing the penis like am i is this like i was just like this is the opening like oh my god what is this movie but i feel like it not that i needed to see that shower scene but like i feel like it kind of expressed very well because it was so slow you know what i mean mm-hmm. like what really happened and how like in an instant everything changes you know what i mean that movie was so emotionally i mean willem dafoe hello yeah. i mean lighthouse like oh, yeah, forget it yeah. you're getting an emotional you know even mm-hmm. spider-man we got an emotional thing out of him you he's know fantastic so, he is fantastic he's so fantastic so i'm not surprised you know that that movie does get talked about as much as it does but it's definitely a fu- not a movie i don't i won't own it like <laughs> that's a movie i will say like yes i've seen it once 
that's it. You know what I yeah. mean? I've seen, yeah. you know, other movies that people are like, never. And I'm like, okay, once. And then maybe I have a week yeah. to recover, but going back to what you're saying about terrifier though, I have to say, I really enjoyed that film. I thought that's it was not- like hilarious. See, I think the, the, the best part about it and the best part about a lot of movies is that the timeline is so short. No, oh, yeah, you, yeah. You feel that intense uh, chase, you know, that- The tension you know, doesn't ease off because it's not dragged out. Yep, yeah, because you're not being distracted with other scenes in the middle, you know what I mean? Of like her going to the bathroom or her going back home, you know what I mean? Like it was, I, I felt like that movie just started and it, didn't stop till the credits came like you yeah, know what I mean yeah. like that movie was a I'm, I'm excited for the second one I'm yeah. nervous because they keep pushing it I know I know and it's never a good thing I'm just hoping it's only because of like say COVID reasons or something because I, I mean, mean it's there's... done filming so that's why I'm nervous like what's the reason that we're being held up because they had scored it already because I've been following because I follow Damien Leone or whatever his name is I do follow him and I follow um uh James David James the David Howard Thorne. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I follow him. So they post, you know, they're they're upfront about this process. You know what I mean? So I don't know if it is COVID. Um, that's totally possible because I don't know if editing does require a room of people. I really have Mm. no idea. Could be marketing as well, waiting to see like, are they ready for it? Or because that's my fear is the longer you have a gap from one film to its sequel. Yeah. you might lose momentum you could do whatever but yeah I'm I nothing agree. will lose, stop me wanting to watch this right you could lose you know you could lose viewers you know yeah. what I mean I feel yeah. like we're lucky that Scream had the impact that it did because I think yeah. people that's why Scream 4 is a hit or a miss with people I will yeah. stand Scream 4 until I die mean those people are crazy that. those people are crazy that think 3 is better than 4 oh no 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 it's not yeah I hate three most of all I feel like three would just tried a little too hard you know what I mean it tried to be um better than two it just ended up being so convoluted yeah it yeah I mean I you know don't get me wrong we got those bangs out of it we got some great one-liners we got Parker Posey coming back like you know I feel like there were some good things that came out of it but I definitely feel like they they dove too deep into her mother and that kind of, yeah. that was a messy story. It was the ghostly um, kind of apparitions that I was like, did we need to go there? Like was, so was so just going crazy? Is that really, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's, that's where I'm just like, you lost me. Like I'm, yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, and I think it was actually been a good thing if they did try and make it look like Sid was going crazy. Cause in Scream 2, when there's the college scene and she's doing the play, and then she's not sure if she uh, sees Ghostface there or if it's just the actress. So if you had done a thing where basically she just has a mental break, which she would be the killer by Scream 3. Who would blame her? No, no, but right? instead they went the way that they went. I think it's a terrifier. The thing with it is, I'm sure you will all agree on this. There has been a night that I have been out talking to my friend after a night out and a weirdo guy is just sitting there listening intently, not dressed as terrifier, but you're like, 
please just fuck off yeah oh yeah it's so relatable you're kind of like okay he mightn't have been in the terrifier costume but as a woman we've all been there yeah and i guess i never thought of it this attracts weirdos yeah. They fucking find me from when I was a teenager at concerts to nights out. And I'm like, how is there a sign on me somewhere that I just can't see? They're like, come talk to her. She'll love it. We were actually talking about that. And Emer was That's... like, I would definitely be the one that he'd be talking to. And you would be like, go away. And I'm Tara. Exactly what would happen. Yeah. I tried to be nice. And then, yeah, no. Which no. means I'm getting cut from to my head. So. I'm no Sorry. longer going out with you, Emer. Sorry. <laughs> I'll find yeah, someone else is... to be my dom. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that movie was so effective too because it was so underground. And then yeah. all of a sudden, at least in America, it was dropped on Netflix and it exploded. Because I remember I saw it and was like, oh, what's this? And then I Googled it and was like, oh, I am missing out because it there was already, because I think I saw it on Netflix in like 2018. Mm-hmm. And technically, I think it came out in like 2016. So like there was a, you know, there was a buffer time of people talking about it and I just had no idea or like I couldn't find it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then finally, when I watched it, I remember I kept pausing it because I was like, Ooh. and that's before he, I mean, I knew what he was going to do when I saw her upside down. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I oh, was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I know what's going to happen. And I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to tickle okay. her to death. Yeah. <laughs> I think as well, because it came from that anthology movie that and I'm sorry now if anyone does like it, but I thought it was one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And then it was flat. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, it's just going to be terrible. And Emer was like, no, watch it. Because it's, so it's a good. different art the claim. And I think, yeah, um, yep. I, I, I'm blanking on his name and you said it and I can't remember, uh, but he's so good. And myself and Grace are actually going to see him in Manchester in England um, in October this year for, for the Love of Horror Convention. And I'm just like, oh, I can't wait. Yeah, he's that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, I think he used to be a mime. Yeah. And you see that it's the scene when he gets like his finger broke or his oh, coat, and he's just like, he just I, creeps me out so much. He's hard. so creepy. He's yeah. so creepy. But I have heard he's a wicked nice guy, you know, and that's really refreshing because obviously you don't want to personify famous people with who they, you know, who their act, you know, who their characters yeah. are. You know what I mean? But it is I want to hug off him and I don't do that with a lot of people but I really feel like you and me man we vibe yeah yeah we can we're cool we're cool yeah I know I, there's so many famous people I am oh I know I was actually gonna I wanted to go to Atlanta mm-hmm. uh, which is in a couple weeks because it I don't know if it's I don't remember the name of the convention sorry mm-hmm. everybody but because I'm not I'm from the north so like I have no idea and in the north we don't do like I went to Connecticut but that was like a two hour two and a half hour drive for me yeah um, not that that's bad no, we don't have them in Ireland at all no hard conventions and two and a half hours Jack's in here is to get you from one side of the country to the other so that's huge to us <laughs> that is yeah that's that's crazy yeah like how far are you you know will you fly to the UK yeah oh yeah yeah we fly you could get to like Manchester in about what 40 minutes on yeah. a plane. oh wow that's a nice a nice yeah. little yeah. flight yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 like I love going down to Baltimore because that's like an hour and a half but like when you're landing and going up it's really barely an hour in the air you know what I mean so it's nice and quick I yeah. love those flights those are my favorite that's that's great though that it's like 40 minutes that's that's so really awesome and I'm so excited for you guys because 
there's so much, uh, I know I'm definitely, but anyway, yeah, we were trying to go to Atlanta, but when I priced it out, um, it was just going to be a lot more than I thought. And then some things happened with my cat that I just had to show up honey. you know, yeah, she's okay. So it's, you know, it's, it's fine, but I just was kind of like, it's not really financially responsible to, you know, to go. So, but scout, uh, but scout and Danielle were going to be there. And I was like, so I'm hoping um, cause I already talked to my husband. I was like, so since we're not going to Atlanta, I was like, can we please try to go to spooky empire in October? Um, because Danielle does usually go to Danielle Harris usually does mm-hmm. go to that one. So I'm kind of like hoping, um, That'd be amazing. yeah, yeah, that she's at least there. And if is that going to be closer for you? No. So Florida is actually further than oh, Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's okay because my family actually lives in Florida. So it's oh, kind of no like a two way. for one for me. Super. So I'd go see my parents and then we could go to the convention. Um, mm-hmm. cause my parents don't live in Orlando, but it's only like 40 minutes. So it's mm-hmm. not, um, but we'd want to stay at the hotel. Um, cause we didn't have that VIP pass, which I would just get myself because mm-hmm. it depends. Like if it's, they're all different at the conventions. Yes. So like I looked up mm-hmm. the Atlanta one and it was literally only like 30 minutes pre-entry before everybody else. Oh, I was like, yeah, it's not really so worth was, it. It was only a hundred tickets. So like that kind of felt better, but I was like, but that means like one day I can only get one person's autograph and you know, uh, for like the big people, because you yeah. just stand in their line and you only oh have God, 30 minutes. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, but you know, it wasn't super expensive. So I feel like that's why you have to like, look at the benefits of getting the VIP because sometimes it does really make sense. Like the Connecticut horror fest that we went to, I'm pissed. I didn't do the VIP. So this okay. year when we go um, in September, I'm buying a VIP. And I'm, I told my husband, I'm like, we are getting there before it starts. I'm like, cause we definitely got there like two hours later and yeah. Skeet Ulrich and Matt Lillard's line were five hours. Oh, <sighs> They were like crazy long in Manchester. I didn't realize how many people would have been there, but with Scream coming out, like that was kind of, you know, duh, Jackie, you know. So, but I am thankful that I, I got to meet James Jude Courtney, you know, so, and Mm, I just got my, you know, Michael tattoo. So I was like, beautiful (laughs) tattoo you have on your leg. It's so, the detail on it. It's so cool. And it's funny because my he, he, you know, to do that tattoo, I thought it was going to take, you know, cause the picture I'd sent him was a little more detailed. It had, um, I think like tombstones on the top. Uh-huh. It didn't have the tombstone of Judith Myers. He actually did that himself. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, he's so like, cause he said to me, he's like, I actually know the tattoo artist that did the one that you sent me. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's funny. So he's like, yeah. I can't copy it. I was like, I didn't really want you to, because it had like a lot more spider webs. It had a lot more little details that I oh, was yeah. like, uh, uh-uh. uh, that's, that's just, gonna, it's just going to look bad later, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. And then, then the size, I was a little nervous because he made it a little bit bigger, but I was like, mm-hmm. just do it. Cause you'll be mad if it's too small, you know? Yes. But, uh, but yeah, he, it only took him like two hours. The whole thing. Nice. Yeah. He's crazy. He's, but he told me too, he's like, cause the coffin isn't filled in. So he's like, well, I can always come back and make that look like wood and I was like ah, I kind of like it open, yeah. yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah and we talked about adding um the Halloween uh the uh the kid mask from mm-hmm. I like the Rob Zombie one better Ooh. I like the one with the blue and the it's red white and blue I like that yeah. one better it's the one when I, I have that sports bra of Michael and it has that mask on it and I, mm-hmm. I just like the look of it better oh actually I really I, like that mask 
Yeah. yeah. Like I just don't love the one that's like tan and green. Like it's just weird from the seventies. So, cause yeah. I have the pin that he's holding in. It's, it's just not, I don't like it. So I want to get that one. But then I also was thinking I would actually really like to get the mask that Danielle Harris wears that little yeah. silver, silver one. Yeah. Yeah. With the red note, you know, I was yeah. like, that would be cool. But I was like, do I want to add all that color? Cause that was another thing was all my other tattoos are black and this one has orange and yellow. And that was big mm-hmm. for me. Like I was, you know, I kind of didn't know if I wanted it, but I'm actually thankful that the pumpkin is so orange. Cause at the convention, people were like, Oh my God, can I, can I, and they'd like ask if they could get close. And I was like, yeah, like just don't touch <laughs> it. Cause it was still kind of, it was still oh, yeah. kind of oozing Fresh. a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, just don't get too close. <laughs> but they, uh, the girl was like, that is a great, orange that he did and I was like yeah it's very very bright and I because sometimes with orange it's just kind of like covers your skin mm-hmm. and it's not it's not opaque yeah. and it almost like he put like an opaque like brighter it's if the detail it's crazy I don't know what he did. it goes really well he- with your skin tone because I understand yeah. that like Osiris here we're pale so it, there is that kind of edge when you get for a colored tattoo you're just kind of yeah. like is it going to stand out way too bright or how's it going to yeah. look like a, and a, a good tattoo artist is going to know the difference of what yeah. shading and what types of like brightness and that to use for your skin color so yeah yours is is dead on yeah he and the woman was like her tattoo artist said he could never get an orange like that and I told her I was like you have to know they have to know what they're doing they have to mm-hmm. know you know if they're at the access to those products because I don't know if this was a type of <clears throat> technique that he did I don't know if it was a specific ink. I really don't know, but he's been tattooed. My guy's been tattooing forever. He's the mm-hmm. one that does, that did like this. He's that theater of creeps guy. Oh, oh. that is great. Yeah, yeah, that's my, yeah. that's my tattoo artist. So like the posters. Oh, you're good hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's cause he did. Um, I follow this other girl on Instagram and she's damn it. Oh, I'll put it up later. Um, she's not like she doesn't live like in a town next to me, but she definitely lives in like the Metro West part of mm-hmm. Massachusetts. And so she goes to him and he did the death's head moth on her stomach. Ooh. Like the, it, nice. you know, with its wings out, it came out so amazing. And then she's, you know, she had uh, a whole sleeve done by him. Like, I mean, and it looked just so good, but mm-hmm. that's what he said. He's like, for years, I didn't want to do a realistic one because it sometimes won't look good later. You know what I mean? Cause then after me, he did do a realistic Michael with like the pumpkin and the, the knife in it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I like mine way better. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't go like, I mean, it's detailed. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but there's it, a difference yeah. between. Yeah. Like it wasn't. Yeah. I'm definitely happy. And I'm, I'm thankful that I'm thankful. I wasn't there all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause I like brought my iPad. I brought coffee. I was like ready to hang out for like a few hours. He's like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? I was like, I thought I was going to be here for like four hours. He was like, yeah, he's like, he's like, we'll be in and out. Don't worry. You know, the hardest part was like the top of the knife where the, where it's black. And Mm -hmm. then, um, the tombstone. Mm -hmm. Cause that was a lot of shading. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like after you've had a tattoo on your foot or bone, yeah. You can do anything. (laughs) 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 You're good. Cause my foot really, and even when I saw him, you know, I had shorts on and sandals. He was like, wow, your foot looks really good. I was like, do you want to know how old that is? And he was like, what did you get it? Like four years ago? I was like, that's over 10 years old. And he was like, what? And on your mm-hmm. foot, 
because of the cell turnover. It's yeah. thinner, the sun. It's just, I got it done at the right place. You know what I mean? You just, they mm-hmm. have to know what they're doing. Cause I do think that the ink has everything to do, you know? And uh, I feel like your skin too, you yeah. know? Yeah. It can age so badly if it's not done right. And then there's nothing worse than like an older looking tattoo where it's like that kind of bluish green kind of color, almost if it's faded too much, if it wasn't done right. Yeah. Yeah. My husband right. has two tattoos, two very small ones. One he got in like, I think Ibiza with his cousins when he texted me and was like, I got a tattoo. It's like, <laughs> lol. No, you didn't. he's like the last person in the world. Yeah. And they all decided to get smiley face tattoos. That will just tell you how into tattoos he's not. Um, <laughs> and it's hilarious. And it's really faded now compared to the tattoo he got when we were on our honeymoon. Ooh. on his foot as well but oh, okay. and now there's it's a it's there's obviously a couple of years between them but like the one on the smiley face is nearly like almost coming off because like they just <laughs> went to somewhere they were all locked all mm-hmm. of their tattoos look the same um so I don't think anyone gets a sober tattoo in Ibiza no ah that's so funny that's so funny I love it I love it well I feel like too like finger tattoos they always <sighs> You know, because you wash your hands, the skin is just, it's just not as. They were uh, such a huge thing. I want oh, to my, oh my God, don't get me wrong. They look so cute. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. think that they look so cute, but I feel like for me, um, I would just, I would either just do like henna or get the, because they make yeah. like fake ones that look pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I would just do that. You know what I mean? So that they don't look blue later or come all the way off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that you know, cause I have, I also have two on my right thigh. So my Michael's on my left and then I have two on my right thigh. It's literally the Pisces like H and then, yeah. And then I'm Portuguese. Um, so I have strength, which is Forza. So I have that written on my leg, but they're not really big. And that's why I didn't put Michael next to that. Cause I was like, cause these are like when I was like 20. So these are almost like 20 years old. So it's just, they still look okay, but they're definitely you want to just have that to itself to have its own area yeah 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 because like even my even my because I got I also got the P from him um Mm -hmm. for the thorn and that this one these are almost like yeah those are like 10 years apart Mm -hmm. but this one still looks pretty good I did have Mm. that filled again um because I stupidly got it done in Arizona when I was just like with my boyfriend I was like yeah I'll get a tattoo and I wanted I wanted it anyway I don't dislike it I don't like how he did it and I'm kind of mad I wasn't pickier about how the cuts on the key are like the the pieces because they're like molded together there's like no separation now so I'm tempted to go like get it lasered but I'm like would they really let me laser like a tiny like strip (laughs) my husband is in the process of getting a tattoo removed through laser and then COVID happened so he started getting it done in like 2019 and then he had to stop but I have to say like all he had was an outline on his arm and whether he's got super strong skin or what I don't know but he's had two two or three sessions and there's only the top part of the tattoo is starting to fade away now he's it's at that stage where he has to keep getting it removed or filled in and he wants it gone so he's gonna have to keep getting it removed but like he'd come back and they were like how is this not going away Wow. super painful as well like it is it's, more it's like the, the tattoo yeah because yeah. you've got the heat yeah. of the tattoo it's just like because I was in the room with that and you just get the smell oh. like, 
burning but, skin. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the laser is very detailed because they, they are only going in on parts. So you could maybe ask for it to get gone, but you'd be worried that it might take more of the ink. So maybe your best bet would be getting like white tattoo. I tried to, it's funny because before we got married, I was like, I definitely have to get this filled because he made the outline so thick and like didn't really do a great job shading. But mm -hmm. it's also very thin skin here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's just whatever. Um, it took like 15 minutes. So it's not like it, you know, it was anything significant, but yeah. I went to a guy and I, I almost couldn't find somebody to touch it up. I was oh. like, are you, cause I was like, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. I don't give a shit. I'm like, but it's because they have to crack ink and like, you know, and I said, I was like, just, I, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, don't they make nude ink? You know, don't they make, you know, can you put that? I don't even, I said, I was like, I don't even give a shit if you use that UV ink. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. You know, I don't I just care. want a line. I'm I want like, a gap. Yeah. Right. I'm like, I, I'm not in a black light situation all the time. So and if, <laughs> if it's a little line, who cares? Like not on any special but, films. Yeah. Like whatever. But yeah, he did fill it, thankfully. Um, and that, you know, that that was fine. But I was, but he was like, Yeah, if I do white, because I said I'm like, what about white? He's like, That's that'll be too obvious. And I was like, Yeah, but I'm pretty white. Like, <laughs> you know, but if well, if you look at the picture I posted when I went to Mexico, um, mm -hmm. with me laying you know, under the umbrella, I'm white. Like that's before I got tan. Yeah. Like the Portuguese part of me only comes out when the sun comes out. Yeah. So when I'm home, you know, I'm not outside a lot. You're um, one of us. The pasty Irish. That's to say. Or, you're like us. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm a lot of French too. Um, mm -hmm. But we mostly identify with the Portuguese part because my grandmother was um, like off the boat. So like, but uh -huh. my grandfather was Portuguese. I mean, excuse me, French. Um, mm -hmm. cause my last name is Bergeron, which is actually like a very common French last name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So actually like a famous hockey player in America, uh, is oh, Patrice Bergeron. Oh, there you go. There, and he was they... on the, he was on the Bruins, which is where, uh, you know, he's from the Boston Bruins. And it's funny. I would joke when I was single, I yeah. would joke to guys like, oh yeah, Patrice Bergeron's my cousin. Like, <laughs> they don't know that. I, I, and you I know, know you could oh, be cousins I mean, that you don't even know. About. Yeah, you might be. Well, my, my grandfather said he's like two French twin brothers moved from France to Canada and Patrice Bergeron's Canadian. So and later. Come on. <laughs> it, it, you don't even need to go back through your history. You are, you're related. Names. It's, it's just a deal. Yeah. That's funny. Claim. Even if so, you've never met. <laughs> oh God. We claim um, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols. He is my mother's cousin's son so we're definitely related but mm -hmm. it's like I've never met him I'll never meet him but I'm like I know he's totally 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 no totally yeah. no. that's we meet so up every cool Christmas. yeah <laughs> that's crazy to just like find that out oh my god you no know, it was a girl who was uh friends with Emer and our friend Shauna and she heard my mother's maiden name which is Lydon which mm -hmm. is Johnny Rotten's made uh, I was gonna say maiden name uh, <laughs> surname and she was like oh my god are you related to John Lydon and mom was like or she was saying are you related to anyone famous and mom was like no no and then she was like well there is somebody who's like John Horrible or John <laughs> and I was like this is the most Irish mommy thing that my mother has ever said and um yeah Nora was like oh my god is it Johnny Rotten and she was like that's it yeah that's it yeah, yeah. that's it I know. speaking of well speaking of moms being like out of touch so when I was 
um, I don't know if I was living at home, but when my parents lived in New Hampshire still, I, you know, I'd go visit. And one day my mom was, I don't know, she had the, the radio on and my niece was very, very young and, you know, we're dancing around and my mom's like, this, this woman shorty, like, you know how like rappers say shoddy? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. My mom's like, my mom think, thought it was a person. She got the rent. <laughs> so she was like, wow, she's like really popular. Everybody's oh, singing about her. her. I'm like, I'm like, mom, that's like a derogatory slang terms almost sometimes for like a side chick. And she, my mom's like, what? Oh, like she oh. was like, I'm like, you are the whitest lady ever. <laughs> I was like, very yikes, cute. mom. Like, cause she like thought she was cool because she was teaching high school. So she was like, I'm with it. I know what's Tennessee. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you don't. Go listen to James Taylor. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll allow it. Is your uh, husband into her? So he watches, um, he'll watch like the the better ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like we will go to like we saw Midsommar in the theater. We saw did we see Hereditary? No, we didn't see Hereditary. We saw Midsommar. We saw like uh, the Purge election year, uh, yeah. uh, the first Purge in theaters. We saw he came to see Scream. He saw Halloween Kills with me because my girlfriend couldn't. Um, she ended up bailing, and he was kind of like, "Ooh, I'm excited," because <laughs> yeah. um, he did like the 2018 one. So, yeah. but yes, he will watch. You know, uh, if it's not very, very graphic or like when I was watching the wrong turn sequels, because um, I hadn't really seen all of them and I no, uh, yeah. I bought them on Blu-ray because they were wicked cheap. And I was kind of like, you know, I think I was like working out watching them and they're really they're very dull, like they're not a lot of plot, you know. Yeah. And he's just like, what are you watching? Because <laughs> it wasn't the first one. You know, the first one's classic. Good. Uh-huh. Liza Desco, yeah. you know what I mean? Sold. But like after the second or third it's just kind of like these are just everybody's dying like you know the fourth one was a little clever um but then like five and six were just kind of just a lot Mm -hmm. the last one was a lot a lot of like incest it was weird it was weird yeah he won't like watch those but like he liked the new candy man um he'll watch like like we watched um last night in soho together that was amazing if you guys get a chance i haven't seen it yet yeah Oh man, I don't know how it didn't get any mention for the Oscars, but that's just, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of what else he liked. Um, he's the he same doesn't as mind ours. the Halloween. Oh, sorry, what? No, he's the same as ours then. Our, yeah. Emer's husband just probably more so than mine. Mine is he, not a horror person. Yeah, uh, my husband Chris, he did. He started out watching horror with me. He had more of an interest, but he's kind of saying, you know, like he's like, as as he gets like grows, grows up a bit more, gets older, he's like uh, his interest in horror wanes. And as myself and Grace now, since we, st- I'm sure it's the same with yourself, you start watching a hell of a lot more horror on a weekly basis when you start doing your podcast. Yeah, and um, and you're watching like a like a lot more different horror movies than you would yeah. due to the theme you want to discuss that week um so there's there's been a lot of trash and there's been a few beauties but there's like a lot where I find it's like I'm going to disappear for an hour and a half now and I go into a different room I might grab a laptop or I may get the tv to watch it but he like might go and do something but yeah it's he just he's like oh, I'm okay I don't need this Sometimes yeah. I'm not even like if I listen to a true crime podcast and it's like about talking about murdering or how they just dispose of the body. He just and I'm like prepping dinner. He's like, "What is wrong with you?" Warren's the same. He's like, "What are you listening to?" And I'm like, "I was just no. I will be able to get rid of you." 
I planned it. You're not safe. You're not safe. No, <laughs> not no. Safe. I feel like, I mean, I wake up in the morning, like this morning, you know, we woke up, I made breakfast. I had 48 hours mystery on, you know what I mean? So on yeah. Saturday nights, there was a new episode and it was a, um, it was about, uh, do you know who Drew Carey is? No. He's, uh, Oh, he had his own show. He's kind of like Did a bigger guy. Yeah, with the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He hosts The Price is Right in America. Um, mm-hmm. But he was dating this therapist and she was a sex oh, therapist. I about this. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. It was the, so the, the, the show was about um, Drew Carey actually mm-hmm. finally after like two years talking about her um, because he wouldn't, when the, when they came out, because she mur- was murdered in 2020 oh. and he wouldn't. He wouldn't comment about it because he was in another relationship, but he was very upset mm-hmm. with because yeah. I mean she was friggin' murdered by a man that they all knew was capable of doing it. So that's what's really crazy mm-hmm. is that there was all the signs and it was just sad and to have like watching him talk about her yeah. it was really hard. Um because you know, he was like, you know, she made me feel sexy and she didn't really like I felt so comfortable around her, mm-hmm. like I could take my shirt off and I, I feel for men that, you know, can't find somebody like that, especially since she was, well, she was so beautiful. Like she was, you know, somebody quote unquote, that he wouldn't normally get, you know, which I don't really believe in that stuff, but you know, I feel like she just was a, a really accepting person and she was a very thoughtful person. And it's just, especially with her work that she was trying to do because she Mm -hmm. was trying to be a, um, more of a sex therapist to like sex workers. So she was really trying to help. Right. So it's not like she wasn't going to help couples, but she was really trying to help the community. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really important. You know what I mean? I'd say that's really important work. It's really, yeah. You know, whether we like some of them are harder to watch than others, they, they have more of an impact on you. Well, especially since, you know, there's a lot of crime against prostitution and prostitutes and things like that. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's definitely important to have, outlets for them as well you know what I mean it's you know so but anyway not that we need to like get really bleak but anyway but yeah so I was watching that this morning and I literally fall asleep to forensic files every night and that's actually (laughs) another thing that got me into horror um I always wanted to be a forensic scientist so I I went to school for chemistry because I was like oh um I'm gonna be uh you know I'm gonna be testing people's you know I'm gonna be a, a toxic I wanted to be a toxicologist so okay. I was like, I'm going to be doing all that. But in New England, uh, there wasn't a lot of schools that had the Academy of Forensic Science, which is what I really wanted to get into. Yeah. University of Connecticut did. But that's, it was, it was oh, so okay. expensive. Like, mm-hmm. And it just wasn't, you know, it didn't really equate to, you know, me going there and then, no, I, like I, nobody needs that. So yeah. I just went to school for chemistry and I ended up becoming a tree hugger and went into like environmental chemistry and went like oh, a nice. totally different way, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but that's what kind of got me. And I still love forensic science, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. like, you know, as we've all seen from making a murderer and all that kind of stuff that sometimes um, we have the wrong idea of DNA or mm-hmm. we are not looking at it um, the way we should. And there's mm-hmm. not, a process of like certification because coming from you know I used to work in a lab and you know submitting samples and data and things like that you know there's a certain like QC that happens you know where people are looking over your stuff Mm -hmm. before you're submitting it to the customer and I'm just 
starting to wonder if at the state level in America with some private companies yeah yeah well some labs that the state uses are private you're right but most of them are state I'm using quotes because they could <laughs> you know it's America who knows but you know because it, it is it does vary state by state like everything here which mm-hmm. really makes everything confusing and awful mm-hmm. but you know I feel like it's you know there's just so many different parts of our criminal justice system that um, are really unfair mm-hmm. and that really aren't for the innocent. You know what I mean? Um, we have a lot of people, unfortunately, on it or in jail or on death row that should not be there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a I don't know if you've heard about this woman, um, Darley Ruder. She mm-hmm. in the 90s woke up to being stabbed. And then her sons were stabbed. Oh, and, but if you look at the evidence, her story doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. because, um, the, there was the broken glass on top of the dried blood, the knife that cut open the screen was placed back in her butcher block. Mm -hmm. Because when they pulled out to test the knives, they found like particles of the screen There was something else too about her story. Um, It also sounded like when she was on the phone, like she was running around the house. So, Uh um, but, but there is a piece of evidence that's weird that there was a sock found um, uh, like up the street with the boy's blood on it. But like I said, they heard her running around and I don't, I don't know. I don't think she had a cordless phone though. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was planted. I don't know if that was misplaced. Mm-hmm. Like that's the other thing was like, you know, we hear all the time about, you know, contamination and how, you know, lots of police forces are very inept to even take on some of these cases. Like they have no experience. They're a small town. They're mm-hmm. not used to this. So they just do everything wrong. And there's literally nothing we can do with the evidence that came from the first 48 hours yeah you know there's so many of those cases that we see that are so disappointing <laughs> you know what I mean and I'm not mm-hmm. saying that like everybody needs to be prepared for a murder but mm. before you get there shouldn't you all sit down and say okay this is what's gonna happen you're not gonna walk over like I feel like there should be kind of like a powwow that happens in those cases Outside where, of the scene before you walk in yeah right like we're gonna sit in the garage or in the you know in the driveway or at the station before we get there and we're gonna talk about how it's gonna go you know what I mean because like when one up as soon as somebody arrives it's contaminated so the yeah. less people that cross that threshold without you know wearing booties and all that kind of stuff you're screwed yeah. and chain of custody is a huge thing so if you're not um, doing a proper chain of custody, can't use that evidence. No, yeah, yeah. You know, and like storing evidence, it's it's just it's so crappy that like we just have so much um, injustice of you know mm-hmm. people going to jail that shouldn't, or we have so many unsolved cases, especially missing children, that we just mm-hmm. really can't we can't get a grasp on. You know, I mean that's how America's Most Wanted started was because yeah. that guy's son was stolen at a mall and then they found his head. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean like it, it's just, it's so like, it's so bizarre, but it's, you know, I've just, I really thought that in this point, you know, 20 years after, you know, being into science and everything, I really thought we would be in a different spot. Oh yeah. You know, yes. 
Yeah. And we're just not. <laughs> you Whether I'm... whatever kind of science you want to take that as too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I just, the amount of people like mur- making a murder, like, especially mm-hmm. there's no way that those keys that they found miraculously in his trailer after the 50th time. Yeah. Just you know, we just this- didn't look at this spot. I just, I just feel like, you know, that was another thing with that was like the, the crossover of because he was suing the police stage, the, the, the police force, they weren't allowed there, but they were there. It's just mm-hmm. like, what? But that's also a state, you know, that's kind of a little more rural. You know what I mean? That's yeah. not um, up to date, you know, but I don't know, but it seems like they weren't really up to date on anything, yeah. you know? But anyway, tangenting a lot, sorry. <laughs> Would you use horror movies like to kind of decompress if you're hearing like, you know, kind of like as a form of escapism, you with all the, <clears throat> excuse me, well, not like the real life shit that's going on. Would you be like, oh, okay, I can just watch this and kind of escape for an hour and a half or two hours. Like, would you find, or is there like, I know you're you're big into slasher genre. Would you find that that one is almost like a, you know, an easy escape? Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely have a lot of movies that I regularly like to, to have on. You know what I mean? Like, I like to watch As Above, So Below a lot. Mm. I like that. Oh, I do like that film. That's, you know, that's, I feel like a little underrated for the found footage. Um, I like the historical part of it. Um, I always uh, kind of imagined myself as a little kid, like uh, like Charlotte was or Scarlett, whatever her name was, mm-hmm. you know, so that was kind of cool. Um, I liked, you know, uh, archaeology and stuff like that as a kid. So I, I really liked that movie. I liked, you know, how they like found the answers to the questions and like, you know, mm-hmm. she knew so much about everything and I just love the catacombs as well like I got to go to catacombs in Rome once and just to see it was only yeah yeah it was the only catacombs I've been to so far I would love to go to some more but it's just so crazy just seeing Uh, walls decorated with skulls and other human bones and you're like and and they volunteered their bones for this and when were those ones put in was that like even older than the ones in France um I want to say maybe 16th, 17th century. So there are a couple of hundred years there. It was, yeah. I think a lot of them started in the plague times when you just had nothing but unclaimed dead bodies. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I as well decorate. Yeah. <laughs> what you going to do with them bones? <laughs> yeah. Love it. They were yeah, the first goth. I'm trying to think of what else I like, like to, I'm like, that's why I'm like looking around. I mean, like I love to watch, um, rear window that's like another mm. movie that i love to but i love grace kelly so oh, yeah dial in for murder is another one of my favorite movies so you know but those were things that are comforting for other reasons because i would watch those with my mom so exactly. those are yeah they're just comforting for a different reason but i mean i do like to i do like to to rely on horror to decompress um because of the the part like i was saying before that there's it's okay that they're fake. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know yeah, they're yeah. fake. There's no expectation yeah. of it being real. You know what I mean? And that's you why- can totally I differentiate, something. yeah. Yeah, like that's why I feel like, you know, 28 Days Later in A Quiet Place sometimes resonate, uh, resonate a little bit harder mm-hmm. with people because it does kind of feel like, oh my gosh, what would I do in that situation? The and it does the way it's filmed really helps to kind of put you there with them. Yeah. And especially yeah. the last couple of years, because like COVID was yeah. definitely something if like that was that was a movie that was completed yeah. many years ago. It's crazy. And we were like, ah, that I know because I feel like I watched. 
yeah, I, I actually don't even think I had heard of that movie, but when it came out, my life was a little different and I really wasn't watching TV because it was 2011. So like social media wasn't as like informative, you know what I mean? As it is now. And, um, I wasn't watching as much TV and I was living the single life and, you know, partying and stuff. So I definitely, uh, Mm. didn't even hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. But then I watched it and was like, no, you know, like, holy crap, this is exactly what's happening. Like, whoa, you know, like that was just, that was, I mean, then that had a really great cast that had a, you know, the only thing that was a little undramatic, you know, or like, you know, unrealistic, there we go. A thing about it was probably how quickly she got sick and died. That was probably the part that was a little yeah stretched but maybe not because it depends on you know what it really was yeah yep well and that's what I think people you know not that we have to get into COVID but that's what I think people don't realize is that once something hits you as far as um like perfect example chicken pox Mm -hmm. you know like I was a kid when I was a kid uh, the vaccine wasn't um effective so I didn't get it so instead my sister my sister got it and then my mom was like you're gonna get it too Mm-hmm. flash forward to three months before my wedding I got shingles like all over my face oh. <laughs> so I had like a permanent I have like a permanent like indent um on my chin I mean yeah. I, over time I've been able to like you can do like microdermabrasion and like yeah. you know kind of like it's it's gotten better but at the first it was pretty like raunchy it was like pretty gnarly like how oh, bad no. it was but you know that was this was like four or five years ago but mm-hmm. you know I you know invasion of the body snatchers is probably like one of my favorite um science movies besides the fly you know what mm-hmm. i mean um i really like that they really had no idea what was happening yeah. and then all of a sudden they were the outcast you know what i mean yeah um so i think you know horror can definitely give us comfort because you know we're not going to turn into pod people you know what i mean no. I mean, to, you know I mean, Jordan Peele's trailer's coming today, so... And- yes, I saw, well, yeah. stuff, I saw stuff like that on YouTube at the minute. I'm, I'm waiting to get the poll. Because I remember it was like, teaser trailer. And he showed me three seconds. I'm like, that is a teaser. That's, that's like- <laughs> I know, I was going to say, because they, well, they were saying that it was going to be shown during the Super Bowl. And I don't really care about the Super Bowl. So I wanted to at least, like, tape the commercials. Because sometimes yeah. those are pretty good. Uh, last heard, year, they yes. were terrible. They weren't uh-huh. that great last year. So I'm hoping this year they kind of, like, stepped it up a little. But... Yeah. Um, I was also wanting to watch that trailer. So I'm, I'm excited about that movie to come out too. Um, yeah. There's a lot this year that, you know, we as horror fans are a- anxious for, you know what I mean? Yes. A couple of movies yeah. have been pushed, you know, uh, like I said, Terrifier, the black mm-hmm. phone has been pushed a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm I was really angry by the black phone. Yeah. I know when everybody keeps saying it's great. I'm like, release it. Like, let us and watch it. Then. Let us decide. I know. And I don't know why that like, it's already done. So like, I don't understand the, the date pushbacks. I really no. don't. No, so. no. Um, geez, I, I'd love to just know what is there like that for all the films that are already out that like that with black film to have a trailer out or and, and ones that are finished, like what's the whole book? Give us the movie. I know. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So Kind of moving on to the topic that we were discussing or that we're going to discuss kind of for the rest of this episode. So we kind of decided we're going to use with women and her. We're looking at the different cliched of female characters. Last week, we looked at the final girl. And so this week we're looking at um, the bimbo, the kind of, you know, risque character of the girl who's 
doomed to die yeah. um so what's your take on this kind of cliche like I'm you can spot them immediately they're normally always got long hair um and in tiny amount of clothing and is either with the guy or trying to get with the lead girls guy like what do you feel now oh also if anyone hears a load of traffic boy racers love to drive past yeah it's a fast and the furious past my house every friggin' day so yeah apologies Tokyo drift over there oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're about to pop a wheel just like going by there's no speed bumps so they love my road so apologies oh, it is yeah, actually a good road to be speeding up and down yes grace it's you it's you <laughs> that's why i have my camera off i'm like woo. <laughs> 10 and 2 grace 10 and 10 um how do people feel like this do we feel like this this is a cliche that's going to end soon with how women have come in the world as a whole so i think you know the 80s totally started that i mean mm-hmm. we can say halloween started it with pj soul's character you know what i mean mm-hmm. she was the bimbo as she said totally yeah like an annie was kind of the bitch because mm-hmm. you know sometimes we have oh, the bitch and the yeah. bimbo yeah. right sometimes the bitch and the bimbo are the same person though so it's depends you know, on how, much of, how many people they have in the cast it's right there we go money no <laughs> but i feel like you know uh the one i wanted to talk about was misty from hatchet i feel like she embodies um exactly what i she was one of the first ones that popped up although there are so so many mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i think it makes you hate them so that when they die you're excited and usually their deaths are pretty cool you know what i mean usually um and i think that that adds to the formula of like how to you know how to make a horror movie so i definitely think that it's changed over time like we were talking about house of wax and i think with paris hilton's character i can't remember her name i'm terrible in the movie uh, dom that's all Another right oh, dom. Dom. Yeah. oh um so yeah so she i feel like embodies a more realistic kind of bimbo where it's not so stereotypical of either dumb or smart about better she wants to survive so you're gonna do what it takes yeah i was gonna say her... all these people tripping yeah right right i love all those fyi i love all those tiktoks of like a point of view of the killer and then oh my god running so over... <laughs> those are great those are great like i yeah. literally want to get tiktok just to make that video like because i would make a good one like i see people like taking a drink like i'd like pet my cat i'd like pick yeah. her up or i'd like kiss my dog like i'd make it so ridiculous like oh my god but you know i definitely think that it adds a layer of reality too and i don't mm-hmm. want to say that like people are bimbos but we all, we all have a friend that's not the brightest bulb. And it may not be the box that we see in a movie of a bimbo, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But we all have a friend that just isn't bright. So I think, yeah. you know, whether they're like, you know, just not book smart, you know what I'm saying? Like we, oh, yeah. we all know somebody like that. So I, I think it adds a- put up my hand and say, I, I think I'm that one in our group, like. <laughs> I tell you, no. no, no, but, and it's weird. It's like, there's this like whole movement at the moment. And it's so strange because I used to be hyper like into like dressing up and makeup and heels and my hair. And then I got really self-conscious and was like, I can't do this anymore because people are going to be like, oh my God, who does she think she is? I even remember on my wedding day being like, I'm too dressed up. My hair is too much and my makeup's too much. And people are going to be like, who does she think she is? And I got really. Here's this bride walking up the aisle with such notions as like, to think she's pretty. 
about herself and I was on like, her wedding day oh, on my wedding like no one can do that not even the bride dick oh, <laughs> I got really worried about it and oh, then no, in no the idea. last while right there's this thing and it's like people are totally reclaiming it and it's yeah. bimbofication or yeah. hyper bimboism yep. and I am all about it I'm all yeah. about it I am screaming from the rooftops and I'm totally changing it I'm like when I go back out I'm going to be like the girliest girl my hair is going to be done and my makeup's going to be done I'm not that smart I'm totally okay with that <laughs> there's a lot like, of I'm fine to be the know, but I don't think anyone should ever claim that they're smart I'm gonna take like um I'm just gonna like go back and be like yeah no one knows everything about everything so um and like not even smart I know that I'm ditzy and you know what I'm okay with this I was gonna say I do dumb things like ready guys I watched the Boris okay this is really embarrassing so I watched the Boris Karloff documentary on Shudder it was great it was great obviously that's Frankenstein I knew that, but I obviously knew that name, but I just like never like married that Frankenstein narrated the Grinch. Oh, I didn't know until I watched the Grinch uh, Christmas 2021. My husband put it on for me and then it was like narrated by Boris Carter. He's like, shut that front door. I know. I'm, but I mean, I grew up watching that every year and like I, st- and I've been doing this podcast for over a year and I just can't believe I didn't realize there's so much goes on. No, 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 none of that. Because I, I totally get you. There are these things that like can fly underneath the, your own radar, yeah, and yeah. then eventually it'll click into place. But that's I, little things like that. See, I, I wouldn't let that. You know, I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't believe I didn't get that. I'm so stupid. No, I just no. And yeah. I, think yeah, I also think it's like a humanizing part. You know what I mean? Because like you said, like we all, you know, make little stupid things like that. You know, like I, I can be really intelligent about certain things, but then when it comes to, you know, other things, maybe not so much, or I'm klutzy or, you know, whatever. So I think, you know, the role in movies. There's always something, yeah. Yeah. Well, it also like, like I said, it brings some reality to it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we all know somebody like that. And I definitely think that moving forward in film, we're probably going to see that character. Um, like, I guess another good example would be the babysitter. Mm-hmm. The bimbo in that is actually Bella Thorne's character. Yeah. And she's actually hysterical in it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like after she yeah. gets shot, she's like, who's going to want to suck on these? Two? Like, it's just like, yeah. you know, do you have a tampon? Like, it's just, you know, it's just kind of, yeah. it's kind of smart. You know, I think, I think it's with the bimbo. Awareness you know, we'll, now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to get, you know, I mean, Obviously, with writing, it's gotten more intelligent, you know, mm-hmm. as we know from Scream and all that kind of stuff. I think the self-awareness part um, helps. And I think, you know, when you're the bimbo, I think it makes it better if they are smart. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'd rather see a pretty girl that's not, you know, the smartest girl in the world, but she's not dumb. You know, she's not like, like dumb, like in the Jason movies, you know what mm. I mean? Where they're like, hello? I'm going to take my shirt off. Like, you know, like it's, yeah. it's seems not, appropriate. Yeah. Right. It's not like that anymore. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not so, like I said, they have more than box. five lines in a film. And right. I'm yeah. looking for Elle Woods and Legally Blunt. <laughs> That's who I want to be. <laughs> but like, I'd I like mean, to see a film where it's basically, it, it's like uh, The Cabin in the Woods, basically something where the, but like, not that self-aware but basically a film yeah. where someone who's meant to be portrayed as 
the bimbo basically like has the street smarts to get herself out of a situation whereas say like the girl who's uh the really good girl and you look to see the final girl basically just freezing and not knowing what to do because that's the thing it's like we joke we're like how would you handle a horror movie what would you be able to do and I'm like oh I joke that I'd be able to get out of it but I also don't know because thank god I haven't had one of these situations hit me so I don't know if I'd freeze up see that's the thing I'd like to just see someone who looks totally competent Yep. just need the rescuing and the woman who looks like as if she's going to be tripping and falling all over the place like being the one who like saves the goddamn day I'd like to see a film like that completely like not in a meta way or not even no. in a like that a screen self-aware way but like someone to just totally be like no nah, fuck this shit I'm not dying it's like Grace in hide and seek is it hide and seek what's that one oh um, uh, ready or not Ready or not. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. her. I love Samara yeah. Weaving. So hell yeah. Mm, she was cool. She's great. But yeah, that movie is is almost like that. You know, they have a perception of her. Yeah. I mean, so is your next though. Look at your next. You I know, did anybody think that, that right? Like, did anybody think that Aaron was just gonna come out and kick ass? No. You know what I mean? And but you're right. I knew Ready nothing not, about that film when I was watching it. And it took me so long to watch it because I wasn't going to because I thought, oh, it's just a straight up home invasion kind of kidnapping film and when I saw it I was like holy shit this is amazing it is good it is it's definitely um one of those like sleeper kind of horror movies Mm -hmm. um kind of like the guest and kind of like you know a lot of movies that are coming out nowadays that aren't coming to the big screen but yet they're getting all this traction you know what I mean and I think streaming apps like Tubi and stuff like that Mm -hmm. are really helpful for you know, even if you want to watch something not so great, like, I don't know if you listened to my last episode, I, I watched the Chrome Skull movies, which I've heard of those. I haven't seen them, but I've heard of them. I mean, they're not, like I said, the first one was definitely a little more, you know, captivating. And she's kind of a bimbo, to be mm-hmm. honest. The, the main character in that movie, thinking about it now, she's she's like kidnapped, but she has amnesia. amnesia and mm-hmm. then you kind of find out that I think she was a prostitute or like an mm-hmm. escort, kind of like mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and she was taken and stuff, but you know, the first one was good. It was a nice, the plot was, you know, nice and neat. The timeline was, you know, but then the second one was cool because like Danielle Harris was in it. She has like a small role. The guy who does the special effects for the Halloween movies, he's in it as an actor, Chris Nelson. So it was kind of, it was kind of cool. I mean, it's an older movie. I think it came out in like 2011 or 12. So Mm -hmm. he's young in it and you know, he, he has like a, he's in, he's throughout the movie. So it was just a little messy. Um, the storyline was a little weird because of how the first one ended. And then like how he, oh, and Brian Austin Green's in it too. I forgot. Nice. Random, totally random. Yeah, the second one. So the first one doesn't really have those people, but the second one has like way more people you'd recognize. And the storyline was just a little, I mean, maybe if I watched it again though, I might, you know, I'm kind of one of those people where if I don't like it immediately, it might be because I wasn't paying attention. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I try not to, like, I haven't, I'll never do like a, here's my review on a brand new movie. Like I've never done a, you know, I won't yeah. talk about the screen because I actually want to watch it again. You know, yeah, I don't wanna... I need to watch it again to actually mm-hmm. make an informed decision. Yeah. Like I liked it, but I, but just like Halloween kills, I wanted to watch it again and watching Halloween kills again. I really still liked it and I really liked the alternate ending because I felt it really like kind of I mean granted like you know it kind of just ended in the first you know the one we all saw but this one I felt like kind of 
Where did you see the alternate ending version? Um, so in America, we can buy the extended cut of it. So yeah. if, I wonder, I, I can't just be in, a, I feel like- No, no, that should be at this stage in the world in, in 2022, we should be able to get. Um, well, they're starting, to- right. And I think the 4K, a lot of them are region free, which is fucking awesome because I've totally bought a DVD, not for my region on accident. Yeah. I bought The Wedding Singer and it was for, which surprisingly Canada is a different region than me. Oh. Oh. I think it was a Canadian. It it was something that like, I was like, I can't believe this isn't, I think it was, it doesn't matter, but I was still like surprised because nowadays Amazon tells you like, hey, like you probably won't be able to play this, you know? Yeah. You know, like 10 years ago, I don't think it was really telling you or I just missed that it was the wrong region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to play it and my DVD player was like, I don't know what you're trying to do. And I was like, son of a, just play uh. it. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I hope you guys can watch it. Cause it's definitely, um, I'm sh- you know what? I bet too, you might even be able to just watch a YouTube. Somebody oh, might even yeah, have it, yeah, you yeah. know, but I, but I will recommend at least watching the last like 10 Hers. minutes of the movie yeah. with it. So you can like feel, you know, cause a lot the ramp up. at the end of yeah. it. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely like that. And like I said, that's why, like, I don't really love to talk about movies right after I've seen them. Cause sometimes I need to, you know, when I did my first watch of house, I actually watched it a few times. Like Mm -hmm. I'll write some things the first time I watch it, but I want to pay attention to the movie. You know what I mean? Cause when I write, I'm, you know, pausing it. Like I was, I watched Halloween three for the first time uh, Mm -hmm. and I was writing and my husband's like, you're still watching this. I'm like, well, I'm trying to write. And I, so you know i i you know but back to bimbos um you know <laughs> i think that over time they have evolved and i think for the better because i think we want to hate them but we also want to love them but we also mm-hmm. want to relate to them i think that relating to characters <laughs> and making you know the situations of who's friends with who you know because think about it like in the original screen we love Tatum. Yeah. And she's the bimbo. Yeah. I mean, that's the mad thing where you go, if I'm thinking about Scream, you're like, oh, Tatum is actually that character. And you're like, but she's fucking awesome. Yeah. Right. And she's smart. You know, she granted, I don't know about going through that door in the, you know, uh, in the garage, but you know, she definitely, um, I gotta plug my phone in, but yeah, she definitely, you know, understand, understood the assignment when she started to get attacked. Uh, but I think like Tatum is also probably the, the one that we can use um, as an example of what's to come. Yeah. Because that was 96. And I think, yeah. it you took know. a 180 and it slowly changed. But that was the groundbreaking moment for women of all kinds. That's what I mean. It just really changed how they were all perceived. Yes. Yeah. No, I think like the perception of women I'm so glad that it's changing because coming from somebody who uh, doesn't look like a typical scientist, you know, that was very hard to overcome uh, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Very hard because, you know, you walk into an interview and they're like, you, this is is your resume. And it's just kind of like, yeah, like, what's wrong with that? What do you expect me to look like? Yeah. Right. Like, I'm not going to look like some poindexter. I mean, I can, but I'm like, you know, I'm not going to look like the typical like what's wrong with being smart and pretty like what is wrong with that you know that Mm -hmm. is a real thing like stop undermining beauty you know what I mean and making it that I have to be stupid because I'm pretty you know Mm -hmm. and that's where I think uh 
I relate sometimes more to a bimbo, even though I know I'm not dumb. I just feel like I'm always misunderstood. And I think that that's possibly by stereotype. Yeah. yeah, stereotype. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just put in this box of like, you can't be smart. You can't have done those things, you know? Cause uh, I was a tutor when I was in college and mm-hmm. cause I was also only the only chemistry major in my grade. I went to a, I went to a really small school, mm-hmm. but you know, and me- uh, meteorology was really big at my school. So we all took the same classes. I just was the, one of the few people that had to take like, you know, other kind of mm-hmm. upper level chemistry. Um, but I would have to tutor some people. And a lot of the, there was also a lot of physical education majors uh, where I went to school or kinesiology majors, mm-hmm. which are oh, like yeah, pretty much yeah. like ath- they want to be like athletic trainers or they want to mm-hmm. be uh, personal trainers. Yeah. But a lot of them didn't realize until their senior year when they were looking at grad school that they actually had to take chemistry. So when I was like a, a junior or a sophomore, there was a lot of older people, um, older, like two years older than me, but yeah. you know, upperclassmen come in into my office to get tutored and they'd be like, didn't I see you out partying last night? Like you're my tutor. Like what? Yeah. And I was like, don't tell anybody that, but yes. Um, like it's me. <laughs> I am a human cool. being. Right. Like I'm not just some nerd sitting in my room, you know, like, yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with that either. No. But like, why is that the stereotype? And I think like mm-hmm. with, with the bimbo character, I'm hoping that it does take that twist and that we do get surprised and that, mm. you know, we don't have that like typical, Oh, it's her you know, we kind of just have a nice blend and everybody's kind of an idiot because we all are, you know, I'm hoping that the, that the stereotype, it's either done a little bit better, like, like a Tatum character or Mm -hmm. somebody a little more, uh, a little more savvy that we want to root for. I guess that that's the, that's really the the thing is we want to root for them moving forward. You know, we want to, we want them to be the final girl. You know, I'm trying to think of a movie that when you mentioned like, when you mentioned that, that yeah. you don't really like them in the beginning, but then they, they go through a change and they are the final ground. I can't, I mean, the only one that really comes to mind, but she's not a bimbo would be um, the girl from the, the, the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like I said, she's not the bimbo. She's the final girl. So it's a little mm-hmm. different, but that arc, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when I was I looking at bimbos in her, she was, she was one of the ones that was, that was listed. And like, is that just because she's got blonde hair? Probably. Yeah. Well, she was naive. I will say she was naive. You know what I mean? Um, that, that that's a that's a very great movie that I really wish that we had gotten a sequel. Because um, I think Aaron's interviewed Nathan Beasley, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I feel like that is that is so cool. And I've heard he's so nice from so many people mm-hmm. and he is always willing to, to chat about it. And I feel like, you know, for horror to come, I'm really hoping that we do turn the tables and we don't just follow, you know, stupid formulas because and that is a film that you could do years later because yeah. of the nature of the film. Right. No, you totally could because mm-hmm. you could have another set of kids trying to do a documentary about How does him. he do it when he's, 10 years older like that kind of thing no definitely I just that movie was just so smart and I really wish that more people knew about it like names you know obviously we all know about it but I I think it just pissed a lot of people off I I think too some people Mm, thought that it was too funny you know what I mean and I do agree that there are some movies that um I don't love that they're really funny you know I don't Mm -hmm. love that 
goofiness, but like I just talked about Werewolves Within and I felt like that really played that beautifully. Mm. You know what I mean? And because it was kind of not like realistic, but I felt like the characters were invested and, you know, they had their own, you know, Cheyenne Jackson and the South, his character in that movie is really funny. You know, he's very, (laughs) yeah, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of one of those movies that if, um, if you had a teenager that was kind of, you know, wanting to get into horror, um, that would be a great one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's not, I think it is R, but I think it's because they speak, um, they swear a lot and, uh, there is a little bit of graphic, but I feel like we all see walking dead on TV. Like it's no different to what's happening on regular television at the minute. I know I'm like, and that's why I still get mad when like they show the Jason movies in America on TV and it's all edited. And like, I can understand like the nudity. I can get that, but I don't understand why you're going to cut away when the knife goes into Crispin Glover's face. Like it's five, it's like barely two seconds. Let me see it. You know what I mean? Like considering on walking dead, we see people's like guts fall out and like, you know, yeah, it's just kind of, I just feel like, stop editing older movies unless they're you know unless it's like a sex scene like I like I said I can get that or do like um Comedy Central does they show when they show stuff late at night they don't edit it like after 11 yeah after the watershed yeah yeah like IFC here I can watch movies unedited so sometimes if it's on TV if it's on that channel I'll tape it because sometimes they cut out like we were watching Back to the Future 2 and they cut out the scene where she like grabs his crotch when he's pretending to be, well, it's actually his son from the future, but it was when Marty McFly was trying to, you know, but I was like, why'd they cut that out? Cause it's yeah. funny. She's like, you got no scrot," And she like grabs him and they cut it out. And it's just kind of like, and I, but I mean, I've watched that movie so many times that like, yeah. I remember, <laughs> you know, but yeah, back to the bimbo thing. Like I, like I said, I definitely hope that we see a progression because mm-hmm. I don't think that stereotype is as true anymore, but there's also so many more people um, around and we're all exposed to so many more things. And Mm -hmm. I think it's looked down on to not be smart. You know, I'm not saying I, you know, but I, but I think that nobody wants to portray themselves, you know, that way. Yeah. So, you know, like that, that's really what I mean is like, nobody wants to like be known for not being intelligent. And so I think like, it's always looked down on as being the bimbo, you know? So um, I really hope that with horror, it can turn into like, it's not really that stereotype, you know what I mean? And we're all like that, you know what I mean? So I, you know, I really hope that that's no longer, why can't we just all be friends and just different friends, you know? Um, But I really, I'd be curious if there were, I'm really like my, I'm really racking my brain if there was a movie (laughs) where the bimbo ends up being, I mean, I mean, could you say that about, um, what's that movie? Um, the night of the comet. Cause like, I didn't, I actually haven't watched it, but I think like Kelly Mahoney's character is kind of a, but I don't know if she's actually kind of the virgin in that. So that's, I mean, I haven't seen that, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other movies where. Okay. I mean, you have, that would be, that. That, would be yeah. that might need to be another episode you guys do where, yeah. you know, the unexpected or the unexpected final girl yeah you know yeah, there's definitely a, a lot of those yeah there's yeah. definitely a lot of those and that's what I think makes horror better nowadays when the story is not the generic you know formula that we're all used that's to. it people are yeah. bored with it with 
how things have been, which is why I think we are in a, a golden age. Um, yes. Got a few different articles I was reading at, but one that was really good was from stand.ie. The genre of horrors female characters have been historically perceived in the words of English professor and horror novelist Anthony Magistral as exclusively as objects inspiring salacious behavior from the horror monster or at least as the object of monster of the monster's victimization. Films such as Ginger Snaps from 2000 began to comment on the quintessential female roles uh, and the problems that arise with them. The protagonist, Ginger Fitzgerald, played by Catherine Isabel, directly comments on the limitizations of gender roles in horror film, criticizing how a girl can only be a slut, a bitch, a tease, or the virgin next door, which has it just to a bloody T. Yeah. Mm. In mm-hmm. most... Po- yeah, in, um, in most popular slashes, the women who die are those who are sexually active. This correlate, correlation can be pretty overt too. So maybe see the women being killed almost immediately after having sex. Um, Hart took a turn in the early 1960s with Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, as we mentioned earlier. It is considered It was considered very controversial at the time for showing female character Marion in bed with her lover. It was basically unheard of to show an unmarried couple in bed at the same time. Mm-hmm. It has also become a landmark film for its famous share scene. The cycle began the trend of female nudity in horror films and of punishing women for having sex. Yeah. Um, historical representations of women in horror cinema can be overall perceived as chiefly negative due to the cultural practice of gendered stereotypes. According to film theorist Claire Johnson, the image of women operates in film as a sign, but as a sign which derives its meaning not from the reality of women's lives, but from men's desires and fantasies. Mm-hmm. This holds true with many slasher films where women are repeatedly victimized, such as Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the 13th, but just to name a few. Right. However, there are a few exceptions, um, such as the character of Ellen Ripley in sci-fi horror Alien. The film reconfigured the idea of women as helpless victims and placed her center stage, a powerful gun-toting feminist heroine. Clarice Starling um, in The Silence of the Lambs, who is also a successful female agent, and she dominates the male-centric industry of the FBI. However, within the horror genre specifically, female characters have been repeatedly victimized and punished for being sexually active. The horror genre can therefore be recognized as a gender genre as the masculine roles, such as the antagonist or monster figure, are upheld by a male or masculine female, whereas women are more often than not the victims of highly sexualized violence. The chase scene in horror films often consists of a sexualized and degraded woman running for her life as an assailant hunts her down and kills her, unless she is termed the final girl. Often the chase will feature a woman in various states of undress and lecherous camera work that focuses on her body before she's killed in an attempt to mix sex and violence. Female victims in slasher films are shown to be in a state of fear five times as long as males specifically occurring during the chase. Now we're coming across to one of the most annoying part of horror films in my eyes but the male gaze sorry I just feel like if we can't talk about the portrayal of women in horror if we don't discuss the male gaze yeah so this was a term coined by Laura Mulvey in the visual pleasure and narrative cinema and she describes the depiction of female characters in a sexualized dehumanizing manner Mulvey states that because the media depict women as they are observed through the male gaze women tend to take on this male perspective According to this theory, women largely appear on screen for men's erotic pleasure. At significantly higher rates, female characters are at least to some degree physically exposed, and it is in these scenes that they are simultaneously more likely to be assaulted. 
Such films as American Psycho and the remake of The Hills Have Eyes in 2006 feature scenes that depict sexualized violence against women, which can perpetuate a harmful coexistence of sex and violence. Then we had Scream in 1996, and it really lampooned the genre, taking the convention of these films and mocking them. The characters in the films even go so far as to address the rules of being caught in a horror movie. Number one, that you can't have sex, but sex equals death. Rule number two, that you can never drink or do drugs. However, their heroine and requisite final girl, Sydney Prescott, does have sex and ends up surviving, turning the convention on its head. In recent years, as described in a comprehensive article about the evolution of women in horror cinema, Women and Horror Victims No More by Beth Younger, the genre has moved from taking pleasure in victimizing women to focusing on women as survivor and protagonists. It has veered away from slashers and torture porn to more substantive nuanced films that comment on social issues and possesses an aesthetic vision. Such films as It Follows subverts the idea of women as sexually deviant and opens up an opportunity to critique rape culture and comment on the importance of sexual consent. While women have evolved in horror films from being helpless to becoming the heroine, in most horror films they are still divided into two categories, the sexually promiscuous who will die and the virginal heroine that survives. It is, however, refreshing to see movies do away with this convention and hopefully women's roles in horror will follow the trend that more forward-thinking filmmakers have already started with more dynamic female characters. Right, realistic. I mean, yeah. you know, I just, I just feel like we, it's almost like we wanted, you know, that virtuous woman to come out in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. And why can't you be virtuous but yet, live your life you know what I mean like why do you have to be a virgin like why yeah it's like what drink? is it like, like a lady in the streets and the freak in the sheets you know like why is there why I want it all no yeah, yeah, we're all yeah. Multi like we're all multi-leveled you know what I mean and I feel mm -hmm. like the more you know we see it in in movies and stuff like that you know the more you know it's all it's, it's also about it's the same conversation about inclusion you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's 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 along the lines of that like why do we have to be so stereotypical about you know, the personas that we have in movies. Why does it have to be like that? Yeah. You know, mm. like I just, I, you know, I, I get it for certain things, but I feel like when you're going to have it, the stereotype be a little more negative or misogynistic, or like you were saying, like it's coming from the male's point of view, yeah. you know, like I don't view women like men do. So I feel like that's important, but then we have movies like summer party massacre that have written by a woman Oh and, yeah, you know what I mean, and that's exactly what they wanted, you know. And yeah. then we have Sleepaway Camp that flips it, and the men are the se sexual objects that we yeah. see throughout the movie. You know what I mean? We see them wearing the crop tops and the short shorts. They They're all so look short. skinny dipping, right? No, I'm ser I'm serious though. Yeah. But now, yeah. if you watch it, but if you watch it now, you're you're like, oh my god, I didn't notice that because it is yeah. the '80s, and mm -hmm. yeah, but the girls aren't as you know they're not um, in such um, small, tight clothing as the men are right you know yeah. and they're not as like the bur like comparing the burning to sleepaway camp the women are definitely more sexualized you know what i mean and then in sleepaway camp it's all the guys that are but that's because mm -hmm. that's the tone of the movie you know yeah. what i mean it's it's the um it's like telling you what's going to happen you know what i mean it's like telling you almost like poking at what's actually going on and it's subtly saying it, you know what I mean? Um, I thought that that was kind of interesting. I think it's... But like, does that film only get away with doing that because of the nature of how it ends? Yeah. 
that's that's the only (laughs) way that guys get to die and be sexualized because of the reason at the very end yeah I mean again is a bit of a cop-out yeah no definitely but but I mean like you could also say the same for like the second Freddy Krueger you know that has lots of gay undertones and I mean the writer Mm -hmm. for so long denied that that's what he was doing you know but yet Mark Patton as an actor couldn't be gay but yet this whole movie is like a huge undertone of gay men. And like that's wink, where- Wink, yeah. Yeah, did you, I'm assuming you saw the Scream Queen documentary. No, 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 no. I just remember from the second Friday the 13th film. No, not if Friday you, 13th, Jesus Christ, not right on the street, Larry. Uh, no, yeah, it's fine. I, I would highly recommend you try to find the, um, that Scream Queen documentary. It's great. It's all about the Friday 13th, I'm Friday 13th part two. And particularly about Mark and his mm-hmm. life um and you know how that movie really did kind of ruin his career it's a shame that it was like one of the worst perceived films of the nightmare on the street um saga right just because of and you're like but they they really tried something i know they really did i think they they just if if freddie didn't go to that party they probably could have kept everybody on board with that movie but as soon as freddie jumped out of the dream world for no reason But at the same time, you can kind of fight that and be like, well, he's trying to be Jesse. So this is kind of a different story. You know what I mean? But I think that the rules of Freddie's character were just so um, scattered that once we got to the fifth one. It's it like just- Halloween three. You try something completely different and then they're like, we don't want it. I know. Even though, like, I really did enjoy Halloween three. Yeah. I, three I did like it. Three of Halloween. Yeah. I, I feel like it, you know. I don't know what took me so long to watch it, but they also don't like play that one on TV or anything. And yeah. um, as we all know, when we have a huge list of movies that we want to watch, yeah. we always just watch the movies we've seen about 50,000 times. So Yeah, I know. I'm like, There's something new. I'm like, I'll just go watch, you know, something I've seen 20 million times. Yeah. I'm the same way. My husband's like, didn't you just watch this? I'm like, no. I, well, I was actually watching Halloween 4 like a couple weeks ago. And he was like, didn't you just watch this? I was like, I only watch Halloween in October and in my birthday month. That's it. Give me that. I'm like, but yeah. I watch other movies way more than that. So that's why I'm like, zip it. I'm like, I, I don't watch this that much. <laughs> I don't ask much of you. Just let me have it. Just let me have it. I know, right? And it's good. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I love Halloween 5, but that's just me. I mean, Tina! Like, I'm, yeah. I stand <laughs> her. Speaking of bimbos, speaking of bimbos. I was going to talk about her because she got a oh lot of Oh my God, go. Do it. Oh no, it was it. just, I was actually just going to say like out of all of them, wasn't there like so much about her and like even like the reception of her from fans, like they really hated her and she had the I don't know clothes. why. Mm. I, I felt like, because it's funny because Wendy has talked about um, that and she's like you know I use and in the special feature she talks about how because it's when she's younger so she's like it's a little bit of who I am and you know blah 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 and I feel like I related a lot with with Tina because I was a very hyperactive kid and a lot of people would tell me to be quiet and that I was too loud and stuff like that I still get it but you know I feel like um I don't I that's what sucks about that is like I always kind of thought like I was like her yeah, mm. when I actually watched that movie and then watched the documentary on it, I was like, ah, oh, I kind of would have been a bit like her. Yeah. 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 And I don't know why people hated her. I don't like, 
I didn't really think that there was anything about her that was really annoying. Mm-hmm. She was very bouncy, but she's fucking 17 or whatever. Maybe they're 19, yeah. but still like they're very young. They're definitely under 21. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of just like, well, it's self-awareness. And I think like I can safely say that people just don't like self-awareness in women and especially young women. Yeah. Like I feel, yeah, I definitely think that we have a lot of growth mm-hmm. of how women are perceived by the masses. I think that, you know, I don't understand why, you know what I mean? I, I can understand why certain female characters aren't liked, you know what I mean? Yes. Of course yeah. we can all, we've all known somebody like that or whatever, but I just didn't think that there was anything that she did, yes. you know, that, that warranted. Yeah. Like, yeah. sorry that she was singing that they got into that dress, like bumping up, bumping up, you know, like, is that really that annoying? Like, I, I don't understand the hate, but yeah. I coming from like somebody who's very outgoing, I have met a, quite a few people that definitely do not resonate with me. Um, they do not vibe with my high energy. So oh, I think I get that. Yeah, a lot of I think yeah, I feel things. like that's that's just kind of life. Yes. Um, but I but I feel like there's a huge hate for her that I yeah <laughs> I don't get. <laughs> I don't know if that's a vibe, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I like it, and I thought she was great. Yeah, but I do think that she's. She's a bimbo, but she didn't have sex in that movie that we saw. You know, I she was think though that people party. are probably just gonna try and focus on. I think when people watch a horror movie, especially a horror movie from like the eighties or early nineties, they're going to try and find their their jock characters. Yeah, they're gonna try 100%. and find the bimbo. yeah checklist. So yeah, I I think it's just someone who shows some sort of an attribute that to in in opinion of the audience might be like well she's gonna die because she's too happy she's too obnoxious in air quotes or whatever you know she doesn't vibe with people um and and that's it it could be something so simple like I'll be discussing um Paris Hilton in House of Wax from 2005 and I am gonna admit that when I went to go see I think I saw this in the cinema or at least when I watched it the first time I remember going I can't wait to see Paris Hilton die yeah and and just because like it was before there was like real Facebook or Twitter or anything. So you were just remembering her as the girl who had the sex tape. And like, look at her now. She's really, she's come on so far. She's a DJ. She's, she is. But the thing is about Paris Hilton and she kind of says it herself. And if you watch any of her documentaries that have come out in the last couple of years, Mm. like she was a caricature, like Paris Hilton is almost like a caricature. Like she, like I was watching her wedding one recently. Um, the one that came out about her being in the um those institutions when she was younger, like yeah. she a hundred percent plays to like that opens up and she's and it's funny, I do it myself. Like I can hear myself talking totally differently now. But often I'm kind of like this, and like I always get like you know, like people used to sing Animaniacs at me because my my voice was so high pitched and stuff. Do you know? And that she what you call it. She starts off the documentary and she's like, um, oh, yeah, no, I'm Paris Hilton. And then she says, oh, are we are we recording yet? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm Paris. Do you know, and yeah. she takes the piss out of herself and she's like, you know, it, it, it's a total stage thing. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you always can. Felt, yeah. yeah, like when they did The Simple Life, I was like, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way that she's that out of touch. There's mm-hmm. no way. You know and what I mean? Funny. Because 
yeah, like I felt like that has to be a little scripted. And that was one of the first like reality shows that we were kind of exposed to, you know? So I feel like I'm not surprised when I heard that she was like, you know, that's kind of also like, um, when, uh, Jim Carrey was, uh, what's that comedian's name? Um, Oh, in Nine on the Moon. Yeah. Andy. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of his name, but that guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, when he was personifying him, he almost like turned into a different person. You know, Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga did the same thing when she was that woman from House of Gucci. She like changed, you know, method acting can turn into you becoming a different person. But with Paris, I definitely think it was probably because of the trauma that she went through. You just have to dissociate to be able to go behind closed doors and just try and like take a break. I'll go into like her in a little bit more detail. I suppose it's a good way now for us to segue and focus in on who we picked. Well, I was just going to say, who did you, I was going to say, who did you, who did you pick? So you're, you're talking about Paris. Yeah. I may as well just keep on going. We'll have one night in Paris. Oh, I feel so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Poor taste, poor taste nowadays. Um, So yeah, I looked into um, uh, House of Wax, which ironically, um, I didn't know this, but I knew that there was obviously the 1953 um, House of Wax film with, uh, Vincent Price that was a remake of the Museum of Wax or something like that that was done in 1933 yeah and the 1933 film and the 1953 film basically keep the same story of a man who has his original house of wax and uh, all his his figures are his babies and um, there's a guy who's like financing it and he's not getting any money off him. No people are coming in to go see these wax statues. So he burns the place down to get insurance money. And then like um, 10 or so years later, there's another, the guy who was meant to have died in, or at least been hideously disfigured in the fire of the first wax museum. And um, he's got a new set of creature of um, wax figures out, but he's still trying to find this elusive Marie Antoinette uh, figure. So he becomes obsessed with his um, new assistant's fiance. And so it's also basically the friend of the fiance is a journalist trying to find out the story of a woman who was dead and her body went missing from the morgue is now also someone looking a lot like her is in the, um, the latest wax figures. So that's the story of obviously killing people or using their bodies to create the wax. So that's, that alone is pretty much the only thing that this 2005 film <laughs> has taken. And the name, and the name, and the fact that one of the antagonist's name is Vincent for Vincent Price. <laughs> that's it. Um, so this film is your typical 2005 film, opens up with the Deftones, they've got Marilyn Manson, they've got, they end on um, Chemical Romances, Helena, because the first words are burn it all. <laughs> and from the end of the film, because it goes on fire. Uh, so I just, I'm like, nice. It's just as the credits come in and they do that, I'm like, yeah, this film, it's got some smart angles to it. Um, but as we're looking and we're focusing in on the bimbo character, uh, we have Paris Hilton came in and she played Dawn. And when I was looking up some trivia on this film, they wanted Paris Hilton in this film and then they picked the cast around her. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. 
they knew for certain and like there's a lot of it like there's a character who I was like that looks a lot like um Bobby from Scary Movie and it was he's playing um one of the okay the names are all gone but he's playing a friend in it who just decides to like videotape everything yeah and of course he's videotaping people and he's videotaping Dawn Paris Hilton when she's like making out with her boyfriend and um yeah to me it was like serious vibes of her sex tape and Paris Hilton was asked in a interview I'm like was that a nod to your sex tape and she's like no it was already written in the script I'm like yeah but if they wanted you first and foremost I'm just thinking like these people made a horror movie and they wanted Paris Hilton in it and there's elements of a lot of video recording and stuff like that um like there's a scene where they're driving up beside her car with her boyfriend and it looks like as if she's she's giving him a blowjob but it turns out yeah. that she was getting her uh chapstick and she's like yeah no I just dropped this and it's like oh you thought and yeah but of course it's being recorded the guy's recording it as well and you're like oh like just when I watched a documentary on Netflix and it was on the American meme I think I watched that in 2020 and she's like saying looking back on this film it was like it was happening to her all over again she said elements that like it was actually very hard for her but at the time when she was doing this film um she was like oh everyone was really nice to um to film and they filmed it in Australia and she was like and when I die it looks hot because she's in her underwear and then like a cardigan or a like a robe I think or something yeah and of course even though she fixes it it's always like falling off the one shoulder and she's got her matching red brown panties um but like that in the scene the very because her boyfriend is just stabbing the neck boom he's gone that's it he's dispatched and that's the thing that happens with these characters it's that the boyfriend is just taken away gone he might not even be killed on screen like what happened with the boyfriend he wasn't she just saw that he had a knife through his throat and then it's like this five minute long scene. Of, and it's so gross because she gets stabbed in the ankle and she's running away. And you're just like, Ugh. yeah. Um, but like that, she comes across like the lights come on. She's hiding. Um, she sees a box full of phones. She tries to get some of them to work. Like, like she is resourceful. She grabs off a, yeah. of a handrail. She grabs a pole as a weapon to which in my eyes she drops and it ends up being the thing that kills her. I'm like, don't let go um because she strikes out at the killer and then she just lets go and runs away um but anyway but like she is smart she's clever she's hiding she doesn't trip she yeah yeah, even after getting like her ankle slashed um and and, like the way she gets killed when she gets like the pole going through the head and and then he's he had the killer now has the camera so again she's being filmed in a very degrading way she's dead she's whatever um so, but like Paris Hilton at the time, like in Australia, when this was being done, there was a competition of try to spot Paris Hilton in Australia. And even though she'd have like sunglasses on, a wig, everything, she'd be fine and she'd be mobbed by wow. Australian people. Yeah. But like, she'd always be so good and she'd take the time and she would get photographs with them and she'd sign uh, autographs out to people. Like she was, I think it was... Um, Chad Michael Murray is that his name yeah 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 Nick yeah um he was like saying that she was like you can't have your perceptions of coming in but he said she was great on set she was great with the people whenever um it would 
you know whenever they were out on the streets or stuff like that and um, that, that she was like really nice to work with and she was professional like she did her job and she played her role seriously like even though she's Paris Hilton she's not playing Paris Hilton of that like she's she's just there she's a friend but she's not a bitch and like there's a scene where they're they're camping um because they they're driving through the night and there's this horrific smell turns out that it's a load of roadkill deers that are dead that are all put down this ravine but um there's a scene the next morning where um carly uh the other the final girl she gets this smell and she's like i'm gonna go see what the smell is and she's like what why yeah let's go find where the smell is like she's the smart one you're like what the fuck would you go towards the smell of rotting meat and yeah. but of course the girl's like no let's go see what this is and she's like i hate you right now and i'm like that's me i'd be like yeah. I'm not going towards it I'm going away from it yeah so that's why it's like when I look at this many years later like what's it 17 years later I'm just kind of like I think Carly should have survived yeah I just yeah. feel like as if she like she didn't do anything wrong she wasn't a bitch because Carly is the one calling everyone in that town a freak or the the guy who gave them the lift and um, yep. she she sees a hunter with a knife she thinks he's going to kill her so she calls like when they get out and because the boyfriend Wade he's like I feel like such an asshole we were so mean to him and she's like no he was a freak it's fine it's grand whatever like and like he gets killed off first and he's the nicest guy at the whole goddamn film <laughs> so I'm just kind of like in this eyes I'm looking back at this now and I'm like how can anyone root for Carly like yeah and and it's ironic actually they were saying um the chemistry Alicia Cuthbert had with her, with Chad Michael Murray, that is almost like an incestuous twin relationship that they had because they, mm-hmm. they had such good chemistry that they feel like as if the guy playing Wade should have been her brother and like they, they should have changed a few characters around because yeah. you couldn't really believe them as being a couple, but yet the brother, sister, like, you guys are really like, yeah. you're working well, a little too well close. together. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've dated a guy that was really close with his sister. Oh, Jack, I thought you were going to be like, I've dated a relation, a relation. And I was like, okay. So I'll come okay. Next no, no. And how did I feel going out with someone who was like super close? I mean, I'm talking like close, like I went to a party with him once and like he kind of ignored me and like was partnered up with his sister ah. the whole time. And he would like smack her on the butt and like... Uh. God, no did you look anyway like her um no okay no. That's fine. so that's like fine. yeah so the, yeah I feel like if I met her and I realized we looked alike I'd be like see ya like but I just thought Check, that, like right like I have no problem with close siblings don't get me wrong I have no problem with having mm-hmm. you know with brothers and sisters having great relationships because like my cousin and her brother um well my cousins you know mm-hmm. boy and a girl have a great relationship so I, I know that it, it happens but that to me just felt like like she even told me that they would like cuddle on the couch like no oh. okay no as adults yeah I, I, and like like I have a brother and we like we're, we get on well but we don't have like close relationship and we like live in the same town and um, but we wouldn't like contact each other too much but like you can get on fine it's a great relationship but yeah if I see someone no no cuddling on the no Friends like imagine is, going up to somebody being like you guys you know look really happy how long have you guys been together and they're like oh we're oh, brother, no, we're and, brother sister. and sister no, like, <laughs> but after from afar you've seen like chemistry you're like yeah 
Yeah. And apparently. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, just, but, I, but I do like your point about Paris. I, I, I agree with that. And I think that that's why I, I hope that moving forward with horror movies, mm-hmm. it's more depth to them. You know and what I mean? Yeah. Just going to show like how smart Paris Hilton was. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. she, Warner Brothers gave her permission to make and sell a t-shirt saying on this date see Paris die and she sold it like that's her the business brain she had which we now see like obviously with her DJing career and how on the ball she's in and willing to pivot everything that's been thrown her away instead of like crawling into the cave and just crying like I'm not coming out and she like like that she she was before Twitter she did the viral campaign for this film like I didn't see anyone else advertise this film as much as she did um and like that was the see Paris die um and now obviously looking back and she could be like yeah I'm not a not a fan of so many people cheering when she died like she said when she was in the cinema watching at the premiere she said everyone cheered when she died and which like you might be like oh this is great oh my god but I like how could that not mess with you yeah yeah like that she still managed to make something out of it by getting some money off the t-shirts which I just think is is perfect yeah Um, that's the yeah but like it's they not do a good try bow. To, no, no. Um, so, but they do try to like in the film, they do their best to try and make her a character. Like like mm-hmm. Carly's character is going to go do an internship for a great fashion magazine in New York. She's getting out of the small town. And Paris Hilton may or may not be pregnant. Don may, may or may not be pregnant, but like she also has the worst timing when she wants to go tell um Blake, her boyfriend. They've like, she's just in a striptease firm. And just before they get down to anything, she's like, I need to tell you something. You need to talk. And I'm like, that is terrible timing. He's not going to listen. <laughs> no. Also, he's not going to be like a fan of it, whether you tell him to or not, because you've just cock-blocked him with being potentially pregnant and you're his girlfriend. Oh, no, no. He won't forgive you for this. No, definitely. But yeah. Um, so like, I just feel like as if she plays against like it's like now when you see with the Paris Hilton persona she has out like she plays really well into the character I find in that film in House of Wax um and yeah I I feel like as if she didn't deserve to die looking back at it but I remember teenage me when I watched it um when it came out I was like yeah I can't wait to see the bitch die and now I'm just like obviously I've grown like done because like people did have that perception of her at the time like that we can all turn around and go yeah we were totally misguided on it but they have that perception now it like now you can now you look back and you go oh god but then like she was so perfectly cast because people did go to the cinema because of that right yeah right yeah it's One like, quick thing to say when I end this, I have her name wrong. It was Paige. I don't know why oh, I called Don. And I'll tell you, I only watched this film this morning, people. That's how much of a standing it had on me. <laughs> That's all right. I was like, I didn't even remember. So I didn't. No, even neither did I. Right. Yeah, but guys, I watched it this morning. Like, I watched it four hours ago. <laughs> okay. A lot going on today. A lot going on today. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I feel like I've done that before in an episode where I was either talking about like a the wrong Friday because I was talking about one of them and I referenced the one before but it was really like the two before that like I said mm-hmm. the wrong one I, I feel like especially because I drink during mine sometimes if I don't write everything that I need to say at least like a tiny bit I'm gonna go off the rail and then I'm oh, just gonna yeah. spurt out shit that might be wrong you know what I mean like that's the only thing I try <laughs> I try to 
to not talk too much off topic. That's what makes it easier for me because I'm by myself, you know, but yeah. But I think that, you know, you picked a really good one because she's not. She's great. Yeah. 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 But I also didn't really, you know, I guess she would fall more into like the slut than the bimbo to me. Yeah. Because you don't need to be dumb to be slutty. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I did. But I did appreciate that, you know, she wasn't dumb. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I, I her scene. You're right. She was trying to hide she grabbed a weapon she you know there was a kind of part of it that you were like oh she's 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 getting out we're good yeah maybe yeah. die later you know what I mean like maybe like as opposed to like, all guys beforehand who were struggling with the killer she's the only one who managed to like strike his face yeah yeah so yeah so I mean she definitely had a one-up on everybody else <laughs> yeah so who did you what did you go for then Jax um so I did want to talk about um what was her name in the movie? Oh yeah. Misty from Hatchet. So mm-hmm. Hatchet's about Victor Crowley, a boy who was seeing now I should have watched the movie right before this, but I feel like he was um, dis- born disfigured, but then there was an accident and his dad, I think accidentally like set him on fire and killed him. Ooh. I think it's a, it's a weird, so uh, Hatchet's by Adam Green who mm-hmm. is actually a director that's from a town, a couple towns over from where I live. Ooh. So Adam Green's from, yeah, he did Frozen. He did, um, I love well, Frozen. Frozen. Mm. Yeah. Frozen. So good. Um, but yeah, he, so, but if you, if you listen to what he talks about in Frozen, um, Holliston is a town in Massachusetts and Salem state is a real college. It's in Salem, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just that down where Holliston is, there's no mountains. So like, it's just the location of where he said Frozen took place. It's just, there's no mountains over there. It's a little <laughs> too south. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he had said Wachusett, then that's a real mountain in Massachusetts. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I wanted to pick that because I felt like if we're going to talk about a bimbo, you know, I'm going to talk about something that's really dumb. Mm-hmm. And she plays a character that is um, doing almost like a girl's gone wild. <laughs> kind of I think it's like wild in the bayou or something like because they're in Louisiana it takes place in Louisiana and uh they're in the swamps of Louisiana and they they take a tour and she's you know another member on the tour you know and you see the final girl and then you see these other guys on the on it and she's just kind of like one of those like woo my boobs like you know (laughs) and she like even says like some things incorrectly and there's another girl that's almost like um she's definitely a bimbo too, but she's not blonde and she's definitely more, she's definitely smarter. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to see the two of them. Cause they definitely hate each other, but like, you know, it's such a guy movie, but they're like, you know, like I said, they're filming this like girls gone wild thing. And there's a scene where they're like making out and stuff. And then like, after they cut, they're both like, ugh, get away from me. Your breath smells like onions or like something like, like mm-hmm. really like silly, like Hatchin's definitely one of those comedy uh horror movies but it's definitely uh more graphic you know what i mean mm-hmm. than it is funny so i oh, think yeah it, yeah yeah it definitely like is a horror movie it's not a horror comedy it's a horror yeah. movie you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and he so yeah he uh 
so they go on this this like swamp tour and it's like a bunch of guys and one of them's you know girlfriends have broken up with them so they're trying to like have like a bachelor you know weekend and in, in uh because this is in new orleans mm-hmm. so they're on bourbon street so you kind of like you know see uh some of the partying and the drinking on the streets and stuff like that but then they go on this swamp tour uh it's at night which you're not getting me to do anything at night <laughs> but then they start to <clears throat> They start to, uh, well, at the beginning of the movie, uh, some, some gentlemen out on the, in the swamp at night die. And then this girl joins, you know, the next day joins this tour because she's trying to find out what happened to them. And, um, I don't know if it's like the next night, if it's like a month later, but it's sometime later and she's trying to figure out like what happened. And I think she had already known about the Victor Crowley thing. And everybody was trying to say like, that's not real. It's just like a legend, you know? Um, what do you know? You're a girl. Uh, and, uh, but the, but the two bimbos are kind of just there for the ride. You know what I mean? They're not really listening. They're just kind of eye candy, you know, they're just there. And, you know, her demise is kind of like, yeah, (laughs) you know, she's definitely, cause she's, you know, she's not playing somebody you like, you know, yeah, she might be pretty, but she's not really even playing somebody very nice. It's yeah. not like she's dumb and nice. She's kind of bitchy and not really, you know, they're both kind of bitchy, but she's just like annoying, you know, definitely somebody you're okay with dying. Yeah. And it's definitely kind of nice when, you know, not that you want to, you know, not that you want to see people die, but if you're going to see it in a horror movie, it's hopefully, you know, for me, it's going to be somebody I definitely don't want to live, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. she was definitely not smart enough to be a final girl. So I felt like, you know, for her, they, they stereotypically captured that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She was in that box through the, through the eyes of a man, you know what I mean? That's, that's how they perceived, but they also could have wanted it to be that extreme. You know what I mean? They, they might've said to her, Hey, we don't want you to be likable. You know what I mean? You need to lean into this character. Right. That might have been part of their own formula. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the thing, too. I feel like unless we ask the writers or directors, you know, like what angle they were going for or the actress or the actress that was playing it, she obviously knows. But, you know, we don't really know what what the you know, what they were really going with, uh, with the direction that they went. And I think with her, you know, we had that we have a strong, strong female lead that, uh, you know, is the final girl in Hatchet, Mary Beth. And then we have Misty, who's just just there you know she's not cannon fodder yeah she's just a filler no um but like like i said you don't like her so and it's kind of obvious right away so i definitely think that i don't know i feel like i don't mind if they're gonna kill off you know the friends and stuff like that i it's a horror movie it's part of the course yeah like i feel like it's it's also like not better when they kill like people you like, but I feel like it, it, it hits differently, you know, when, when you're invested in yeah. these people and you actually don't think that they're going to die. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like fear street in the 1994 fear street. I feel like the, the girlfriend or the, the female friend with the shorter hair mm-hmm. who dies really horrifically, you know, I was like, Oh man, I thought she was kind of smart, you know, cause she kind of was. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think you it, see a bit of yourself in some of the characters and you're like, I don't right. want them to die. That's me. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that that's why when it's, you know, a bimbo, it's somebody you don't like that you, you can't relate to because you're not like that. So I feel like I, I really thought that that was a, 
a really great representation of, yes. especially because it's newer, you know what I mean? Now it's mm-hmm. like 14 years old, but, or, oh geez, or 16, you know, so it's, but you know, it's still kind of relevant because it's, you know, I mean, the last movie came out in like 2017. So, I mean, okay. those movies were, were pumping out for a while, but mm. I think, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's all I wanted to say about her just because she was so one, she was also very one dimensional. So I yeah. felt like it was like a perfect, just like a, a rip off, you know what I mean? Of, yeah. you know, of that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a good example yeah. of yeah. it. Yeah. And it's so true. Like we watched a movie recently, I won't go into exactly what it was, <laughs> but I didn't relate to any of the characters and bar one. And it was just a total disappointment. And I was like, oh, man. I mean, you don't, yeah. you're just like, yeah, nah. I, I feel like sometimes yeah. when movies can get hyped up by other people mm-hmm. and that's why, like, when people like bash movies that I like, I'm kind of just like, yeah, but you also like some things that are definitely like not mm-hmm. cool. You know, like I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of, I'm, you know, I'm saying right now, I'm not a big fan of the original Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. There, I said it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, know. I mean, it's, is it iconic? absolutely does do people need to watch it yes but if you're if you ask me which texas chainsaw i want to watch i want to watch the one with jessica beale mm-hmm. yeah I watch I'd the be very one. with halloween I yeah would, yeah yeah well you you which one would you rather watch the 2018 so i uh, know i'd be halloween h2o and halloween oh. resurrection and halloween <laughs> 3 they're my favorite. oh my god i love it yeah. i love it the rest oh, i, I love, kinda, oh my god kind of leave love it. Like I'd watch I mean, them. Hey, you appreciate I, them for what they've done. Yeah. I well, kind of historic, but yeah. And I think the more I pick apart H2O, the more I'm like, this was genius. You know, know what I mean? I love like the that scene alone where, where Yeah, where she's talking to her secretary, which is her mother, when she's talking to yeah. Janet Lee, you know that that car that Janet Lee's about to get into mm-hmm. is the one from Psycho. Yeah license plate and everything and yeah. marco beltrami who did the uh music for scream he did uh h2o also he if you listen carefully you hear the psycho oh. like you hear him next time you watch it when they're talking yeah and she goes to to turn away you hear the music shift and it starts to sound like psycho Great. just a little bit it's oh, yeah. fucking genius you know yeah. because not many, like one of my girlfriends came over uh, Thursday and we were, I made her watch uh, Eli Ross History of Horror. And we mm. watched the Slasher Part One oh, episode. So yeah. And she's not a huge horror fan. She's seen some, but she's also eight years younger than me. So there's mm-hmm. definitely like a generational, you know what I mean, thing going on. But she, she'd have no idea that Janet Lee's mother, I mean, that Janet Lee was Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. Yeah. No yeah. idea. She didn't know there was another thing that she didn't realize either that I was like, wow, you are young, you know, <laughs> only because it's just, you know, like, I don't mm-hmm. think she knows that like Elijah Wood was in Back to the Future part two, you know, like, I feel like some people just don't know that. I did not because, know that. Oh I, my God. Yeah. And I've seen it. I'm just okay, so think- when Michael J. Fox is pretending to be his son um, in the future and he's yeah. wearing that like rainbow hat. When he goes into the cafe 80s and he goes and he hears that video game that they're playing, Wild Gunman, yeah. the two boys, one of them with the, it's the one that's closer to Michael J. Fox, that's okay. Elijah Wood. Oh, 
but he's so young Mm because it's like 87 at that point and elijah wood's first big movie was probably um is it like like north or the good son or um i'm trying to think of early stuff yeah like north is the battery's not included it's definitely been like 25 years since I've seen that movie. I really, he could have been in that. I wouldn't be surprised. He's almost like the the Corey Feldman of my generation. You know what I mean? He was in everything when I was younger. And then, um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. I, we tangented, but, but yeah, did we, did you say your final girl? Did we go through all three? My one was, and it's funny because I kind of feel when I was re-watching it, I was like, oh, like I'm doing her wrong here by putting her into this box. But I think it's quite similar to Emer's, um bimbo. So I went for Helen Shivers from I Know What You Did Last Summer. and Good one. Like I'm also going to put Julie James in there a bit as well. They were both kind of under mm-hmm. that same thing because Julie wasn't as virtuous as other ones like you know right. they were both just kind of normal girls but it was yep. more that Helen was just this because she was she was the bombshell she was the girl well, she wanted to be a model you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah like right. she was gonna what was it she was saying they were like what are you gonna do to in the vein of mother Teresa how are you gonna help the world and she's like well Bob I'm gonna go to New York and I'm gonna be an actress and through art I will help the world. And I was like, that is brilliant. Yeah. So funny. And she had the gorgeous hair. And then the sister Mm -hmm. was like, oh, you and your hair. And then it gets cut off. And like, I was actually watching that movie today. And um, my husband came in and I was like, okay, so this is a horror movie. It's an hour and 40 minutes long. How long into the movie, bar your man getting killed at the start, do people start to die? Oh, 45 minutes an hour into it? Okay, so 45 an hour. What do you think, Jax? When she gets killed or somebody gets killed in that so movie? Somebody, the first kind of kill. I, isn't it the bartender guy? Um, the Jared Peldacki guy? Oh my God, guy actually, it is. And I totally forgot about him. So right, well, because his, well, yeah. his is, um, it's because he, um, it's, I think it's after the gym's thing mm-hmm. with, Ryan yeah. Phillippe's character I think and then oh. it's like a quick scene of you see him in like the fishing um it's freezer kind of, area yeah, yeah and I think yeah. it's it's you know those movies I felt like weren't very graphic you know what I mean so you sometimes mm. yeah well, and you forget the kill you know what I mean yeah, yeah. You no, forget, totally. like, oh yeah but I only remember because that's the iconic scene when she's like what do you want from me because his body was in the trunk of the yeah. car with the crabs yeah so yeah. he's the first one to I he think to die first. no he is he is and then the first main character to die is like an hour and Barry. 12 minutes into it it's Barry oh. yeah it's yeah. the boyfriend right yeah. well her, Helen's boyfriend you see that's uh-huh. it and then uh, I think I actually have done them all wrong because I, I remember I think it was last week that I had turned around and I was like um Freddie Prince Jr I was like he's such a wet blanket in it and he's actually not at all he's actually quite quite a nice guy and he's you know he's not as like maybe I was mixing it up with she's all that when he is a bit of a wet blanket um but <laughs> He's actually way better than I remembered. And at the end, when he saves Julia, I was like, this guy should be in the SAS or something. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I picked Helen. She was she was somebody that I thought like 
she wasn't it it was that stereotypical where you were like she's so pretty she's blonde she's really bitchy she's actually not that bitchy they're no (laughs) do you know they're good friends they're Mm -hmm. a group of four friends that are really nice and like you know yes they have a few moments but um yeah I was kind of like I think she's gonna have to be my stereotypical like inverted commas she's my she's my bimbo yeah no no that's that was definitely a good one that's because I didn't even think of her only because Mm -hmm. I don't hold her like that you know what I mean but I'm also I don't know because I feel like because I thought she was pretty smart you know what I mean I didn't I honestly thought she was you know I still scream to this day at the tv keep going yeah don't fucking stop Oh, and that's right. like she was turning around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she proper fights back. And it was actually like if she hadn't turned around the last time, yeah. she would have been out of there. If she was got free. Yeah. She was totally. And the thing is, as well, because of who played her, like yeah. she's iconic. She was iconic at the time. Like she yeah. then if she, like she was obviously in Scream 2, um, Urban <sighs> Legends, and Buffy. Like, <laughs> do you know, yeah. she's just so iconic herself. And she yep. does kick ass. And like it's I think the reason why I was kind of like that I wanted to pick her, and similar to I think Emer, what you were thinking as well with the whole Paris thing was how it's so easy to turn around and go, oh, because she's blonde and because she's into how she looks and because she owns her femininity and her sexuality, mm-hmm. she is a bimbo. And you're like, nah, she's actually not, man. But right. I suppose this as well, if you look back on the way that she died, because it was a sadly avoidable death and she just got on that extra few yes. meters into the crowd, she got a boom, yeah. like right? mixed in with them. But because she stopped and I'd say, and, and honestly, it's such a anticlimactic death because she fought so hard she got away and then she's just oh caught at the last second that you're like oh no you know but I feel like that but I mean scream 2 was the same thing with Neve Campbell's friend you really didn't I can't remember her name but you really didn't think I didn't think she was gonna die I was hoping we were going for and I still know what you did last summer where the friend lives you know what I mean I was I was rooting for her roommate and then yeah. Wow, man out of nowhere you know same thing like they because like I you know who's the bimbo in Scream 2 then yeah yeah you know that's where I think it's kind of nice where there's not like an obvious I think know, they, finger Scream 2 they they just made the bimbos the side characters with this sorority sisters yep that's mm-hmm. yeah you're right but yeah. we didn't see them die but we didn't no. see them die no yeah so that you know I, I feel like you know that would have been kind of you know, seeing Rebecca Gayhart killed and Scream 2 would have been kind of, that would have been kind of cool. But that's just me. I mean, she was great in Urban Legend. So, oh, you know, obviously, yeah. She made that, that movie was just, it still, I feel like, even holds, you know, yeah, really. It's, it's it, so strong. It's that Scream yeah. 1 and Scream 2, like, are just the uh, best. In my eyes, they're just, they're the, the best ones, story-wise, character-wise, even how they fill out their characters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like that, how you're only saying that Tatum is the, the dumb blonde. And it's just because of her hair color. Yeah. And nothing and it's nothing she does gives off a bimbo attitude. It's because she is aware of her sexuality she wears what she wants and they're they're cute clothes she's really into her boyfriend her boyfriend is really into her Mm -hmm. and 
that's I the think thing people, where it's like, yep. oh, she's a bimbo. And it's like, no, she's just confident and self-aware. I think confidence, I mean, I'm coming from experience. I definitely think that when women are confident and they know it and they're okay and they're on their own and they can hold their head up, I think a lot of men get intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even, you know, women can get intimidated, but I definitely yeah. think it's intimidating for men at least over here, that, you know, if, if there's a woman that's, you know, got her shit together and she doesn't need you, like mm-hmm. some men just don't like that, you know, because they're old school and they feel like they need to do everything and do it all. And it's just kind of like, that's not like how it should be anyway. And you know, is that you why sh- we're looking for these characters? Do you think like it's because you still have male centric marketing uh, companies who would do the marketing for these films a lot of the time absolutely said, there was in the earlier films there was a lot of male writers mm-hmm. male directors yep. male-led studios yep. especially bloody dimension films and miramax and um, yep. yep so yep. like you're thinking there has to be these types of cliched characters because yep. of how they sold like people are well men are very theater. i mean sorry but men are very one-dimensional with their thinking sometimes yeah. so i feel like when you're talking about, you know, male led or male run, you know, businesses and film, I definitely mm-hmm. think that that's what it is. It's there is no. Really, yeah. It's still a really hard thing to shake off that women like horror and women are as invested in the horror genre as men are. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it is so frustrating, but like, that's where the changes is now from like the mid nineties onwards where like that you had some well thinking men where, like that you have the characters in screen where you can't necessarily say someone is a dumb blonde. She just happens to have blonde hair as a character. She's not dumb blonde. She's just the blonde haired character. Right. Um, but yeah, it took a while, but uh, I, I feel like as if that's why we're still looking for it because it's, we're only now getting clawing our way out of those cliches. Yeah. I think if somebody has the, the, and it, it's funny because in no way am I saying, Oh, it's a man who did this, but it like, we all know that it, it it is a male kind of orientated world and mm. stuff like that so like Wes Craven created these amazing female characters and Ari Aster is like creating like female characters in the way that like you would very rarely have seen like well they're more in relatable and realistic like yeah. I feel like Florence Pugh's character in Midsommar mm. yeah I mean how she didn't win an Oscar for that Mm. blows my yeah. mind but whatever it's Little hard women, again okay. it's it's, it's gets snubbed by yeah awards people but his films are I mean I feel like that's what I want to see I want to mm. see a realistic situation and how real people respond you know because her situation you know with her own anxieties that does sometimes ripple into your siblings are maybe worse off than you are you know what I mean yeah and I think that that no matter what that means in your family, whether it's a mental illness or financial or life choices, or, you know, I feel like that's definitely relatable too. Mm. that they were so drastically different in their lives. Um, And I just feel like those are the kind of characters I want to see, you know, I want to see, like I said, it's those layers, you know what I mean? And I feel like if more, more films should be like that. And I'm not saying we have to, make these people have all these, you know, quirks and things like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just, just felt start like changing that. the dynamics. 
Well, his, the way he told that story too, I felt like that's another conversation. Then he, mm-hmm. he himself is another conversation. Yeah. Ari Aster. yeah. Um, so, but I feel like, you know, when we really start to talk about women, we really, in general, whether it's mm-hmm. a bimbo final girl, you know, because those have their own tropes, you know, and thankfully we're going away from that. Um, I think that the more progression that we get and the more, you know, um, the more that we show the world how, mm-hmm. you know, uh, different we all are and how you can't just judge me or any woman by the way that they look, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Whatever your judgment is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's about how smart you think I am or anything, you know, I think that horror can teach us a lot about that. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, horror movies are not just about certain people you know what I mean and I think nowadays we're really starting to to really stretch our legs in that you know what I mean Mm. whether it's you know the kinds of stories that we're telling if they're you know uh like with the the curse of Lyorna if we're going a little towards like some Mexican and Mm -hmm. Hispanic real stories or folklore you know or if we're going towards you know Irish folklore if we're gonna you know we're, we're grasping on to realistic things you know like with hereditary we're talking about pagan that's yeah. a real type of you know uh thing that, Sweden uh, their traditions yeah absolutely I mean like there are real parts about horror and I think once we get the characters also to be a little more relatable and realistic mm-hmm. and like I said too I think you know the more you're invested in them the better it is, you know, when they do die, because you're not expecting it, or, you know, if we don't make it right, obvious from the start, like, these are the people that are going to die, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I think a good example of that was the new um, Friday the 13th, the one that came out in 2009. That girl that gets kidnapped is actually Mm -hmm. the final girl, and the girl of the friends that Jared Paladaki meets up with, I thought she was going to live too, and all of a sudden, toward the end, you're like, like that to me was like, whoa. that was a really good gotcha moment. That was a very big pull the rug out from under you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's not going to make it, you know, it's going to be the brother and sister. Sorry. Like house of wax. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. so, it, you know, I, I think that the more we can surprise, you know, the writers can surprise us with yeah. stuff like that. You know what I mean? But that's where I think it matters that we don't make them, like I said, one dimensional, you know, we yeah. have to, they can't just be dumb and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop yeah. that. <laughs> because you have smart audiences coming to watch these yeah. films. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of people don't like the 80s movies. You know, they don't really like all those stereotypical kind of situations. But mm-hmm. you can always come back and say, like, but that's not really what they all were. You know, no, there are yeah. some that are really not those tropes. You know, there's not a lot of them. But, you know. They're diamonds like- in the rough. Yeah. yeah there you go there we go yeah I think that is yeah I think we've had a really great conversation about yes. what I what know right Bimbo has <laughs> been so thank you so much for coming on Jack thank you where so much for having we, me where can we find you oh so you can check me out on Instagram um here for the booze is my Instagram handle and there are underscores in between each of the words. So Mm -hmm. if you want to come find me on Instagram, I'm not on Facebook or anything. Um, I'm not even on Facebook personally. So (laughs) I'm just on Instagram, uh, but my podcast is on Apple, iTunes, uh, Amazon music, Spotify, 
slacker I think I'm on I'm on a bunch of like little ones too just in case mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely come find me out I try to talk about you know different topics as well as movies mm-hmm. um I try to give you guys suggestions of movies to watch or you know you can just listen in for some really cool facts uh that I feel like are the best part about sometimes talking about these movies are the interesting things that we learn whether we knew it before we watched the movie or we learned it because we watched the movie yeah so it's like a big learning experience (laughs) that's what i'm gonna do i'm just gonna teach you and i think with me i'm trying to pull people to the dark side i'm trying to get you to watch convert them i'm trying to to get people to stop thinking of you know jason and and michael when we're talking about horror because with Ari Aster and Jordan Peele, we're starting to humanize the stories so that they're a little more realistic and we're not talking about a monster. We're not talking about even a serial killer. You know, we're talking about, you know, real situation people. Yeah. Yeah. A little more realistic, you know, maybe not us, but you know what I mean? (laughs) But, you know, I, I think that it was still an important movie, you know, I definitely, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but I, you know, I, trying to just get everybody to start the conversation and realize that horror is definitely a genre that needs to be respected. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not having comedy conventions, you know, we don't have rom-com conventions or anything, you know, there's horror ones. There's not even action movie conventions, (laughs) but yeah, definitely come find me and, you know, appreciate all the listens. (laughs) Thanks so much for coming on and chatting with us. I'd say this is going to be a a, a very long episode but it needed to be said damn it I think it, really it. I think it did it was really good and we really enjoyed having you on thank you yes, so yes. Much. and we'll you definitely have to do it again yes mm. you need to yeah yes yeah. yes and you can find us on instagram um because you're home with an underscore in between each word and you can listen to us on most podcast platforms and um, if you listen to us on apple we'd really appreciate a rate and a review and if, if you listen to us on spotify you can also rate the podcast um, and if you don't want to do any of that but you still like what you hear then just tell a friend well, thank you so so much and uh, we'll talk to you all next week yeah Great. bye guys bye. thanks jack see ya